What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you. For being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to the Wake Up Show, part of the Free Agent Lifestyle Podcast here on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. I got money. This shirt got a little bit of a, I don't know what's going on here, but, uh, uh, right. Uh, old Navy shirt in the building. Uh, shout out to the Coach Gang. Appreciate y'all for being here. We got another Blue Chip Mindset Series. This is number 44 in the building. Oh, my gosh. Episode number 44. Shout out to everybody in the Caribbeans or the Caribbeans. All right. All right. The Caribbeans, everybody in Florida. I don't know. Uh, Georgia, I believe, as well. Georgia is going through some uh, tough times with the hurricane. Here on the West Coast in Las Vegas, we're going through quite the electric storm right now. All right. Um, electric storm. We're going through a lot of thunder and lightning right now, and it's a little bit dry. So even like my hair, my beard hair standing up. Here we go. I feel, you know what I mean? When you, um, when you, when you feel like there's a lot of dryness in the air and, um, I feel like that all over my face right, right now. So anyway, man, it's crazy going on. Yeah. The power's still on. Um, if we definitely go through something, if we get disconnected, I'll jump I'll jump back on pretty quickly here, but do me a favor, man. Like the stream before you get into the building. This is the blue chip mindset series where you get a full millionaire telling you how to live your life right and get your life corrected and back on the right course here. Uh, so we're going to go through all of that and uh, what the blue chip mindset series is for the people who are new. And I know this is not the most popular. <laughs> this is not the most popular series that goes on my channel. I wish it was. But uh, if I did a series on straggle daggles or if I did a series doing some sort of gossip, if I did a series on how to get some peace leave, all right, people would be in here quickly. But then when I start talking sense and a little bit, it's a little bit aggressive. Guess what happens? People don't want to people don't want that's information. But a lot of people love this show. This is what we do on Wednesdays. If you're new here, we do this on Wednesdays to give you guys a little bit of a break and put things in your proper perspective. to maybe make a course correction, change the direction of your life. Change your direction of your life for the positive. Put things in priorities. Get your priorities straight over here. So that's what we're doing today. Do me a favor. Again, hit the like button. Uh, dollar sign CGA Live is how you contribute to this day's show just for this information. I know you're going to be like, how your broke ass with an old Navy t-shirt is going to tell us how to get our life together. Well, we're going to all go through that when we tell you what the Blue Chip Mindset Series is. Okay? Because I'm just a broke Dusty. I'm just a broke Dusty. All right, I'm broke. I don't own nothing. You know what I mean? I just... I, you know, I'm broke. <laughs> All right. I got money. Somebody says, I can't believe these shows are free. Absolutely, man. This is the inspiration show. And I do this for men because in my opinion, in my opinion, and ladies, I'm not trying to take anything away from you. Uh, in my opinion, it takes men to uh, adjust the economy. It takes men to provide the, the shelter, the clothing. We're, we're the providers. We're the people who are going to do all the heavy lifting during tough times. And uh, many times you're going to call upon us when things break down. Obviously, in Florida, in the carry beans, I'm pretty sure it's not the women out there getting together to put things back together. All right. When the big bad wolf huffs and puffs and blows the house down, it's going to be men that are called upon. So this is why I have to push men a little bit further. All right. I got to push them to be a little bit more aggressive in this lifestyle instead of being passive. There's way too many passive men out here, especially from younger generations. But I see older men as well being excessively passive. There's too many peace leave chasers out here listening to the fraud dating coaches who are getting exposed on the daily. All right. Uh, they're dropping like flies. 
uh, anybody in this time, anybody in this time is that is putting relationships and women as a priority. I mean, I'm talking not not talking relationship wise. I'm talking about dating wise. I'm talking about fornication wise or so. If you're putting them in as a priority in this economic times right now. All right. You're an idiot. <laughs> all right. But listen, you do what you got to do. You got to do what you got to do to break her heart. That's what I got to do, man. Hey, man, we got we got the real in here. So look, dollar sign CGA live on the cash app. Venmo Coach Greg Adams TV. PayPal.me uh, backslash Coach Greg Adams is on the PayPal, which is linked at the top of the live chat during the live stream. And then also uh, you can catch me on uh, the Notorious CGA channel where we're monetized over to the Super Chat. Can't Super Chat over here because you know why. New, 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 new world order. Indeed. And by the way, um, the most important thing you guys in Florida could be doing right now to prepare for this hurricane is to get the poke. Mm. Apparently, this is what I've been heard and told. Uh, but that was old information. That was from last year. But it is what it is. It's still relevant. Let's get to the earlier contributors too. today's show. All right. A lot of the a lot of a lot of sorry for the high pitch there. A lot of the facades that you've been taught, the, a lot of the things that you've been uh, taught to place importance in. They're actually coming apart right now. All right. Not a lot of those things are really relevant or important. And you're finding that out on a daily basis. All right. For instance, we talk about dating and dating coaches and all that stuff. All their information is somewhat irrelevant at this point. And they're a little bit pissed. They got their panties in a bunch about it because um, the real is showing. I mean, right now, you know, who's who's going out dating and cold approaching? I mean, it's not really relevant. Sure. I think there was a time. There's a funny story by Spice One. I wish I could share it. But there was a time where pent men need to, to do that. Uh, not these days. I mean, not even women are making themselves available for that type of thing. When women are out in public, they're not looking for, they're not waiting for men for the most part. Okay. They will in certain circumstances, but you guys got to realize um, women are hot and cold. They run hot and cold. There's some days they're looking for stuff. Some days they are back on their purpose. It's one of those things, man, that you have to understand. And we tell you, um, you can either understand women or love them. You can't do both. I choose to walk in the path of understanding and the fact that I understand them makes me have better dealings with them. Okay, when you love them, it's going to be a constant game of trying to understand them, and you you will never not be able to. So anyway, shout out to OG One. He has a lot to state, lot to say. He says beef with a dog owner, beef with melanated. Uh, is that feathers? He says y'all good. I don't know what melanated. Is a, I don't know what that fathers melanated fathers. Be, I think that's what you're talking about. Shout out to you. Um, he says, uh, my baby mother is mixed myself and other fathers and G paws are chocolate and money. It's a lot of abbreviation here. So he says breed with two light skinned black women from the suburbs. Fair point. I'm not sure what we were talking about there. <laughs> All right. I'm not sure what we we're talking about, but shout out to you. Um, Kirby's in the building. He says, my favorite day of the week is in the building, man. I got money. Indeed. All right. What do we got over here? Uh, shout out to Brian Horsley. says, I just saw, saw that on October 16th, there's a Washington, D.C. rally in March for reparations. Should we expect to see you there, CGA? Yes, indeed. You're going to see me there because it's about time that the men in America get our money. All right. Come on, man. Our fathers, our forefathers built this country. Or whatever talking points that we need to uh, continue to push forward. I don't think this is the right time in this economy to be pushing towards the reparations. We got a little bit more things that 
are possible. We're going to wake you up from the dream world here. I mean, sure, I think people are due reparations. This is going to be hard to determine who gets a check. Some of you have breeders. Some of you have breeders don't get no check. <laughs> okay, how are we going to determine who gets a check? Um, that's going to be a major argument because the FBAs are going to be in line. You know, you know the Nigerians going to be in the line. All right, shout out to my Nigerian brothers. You know them Nigerians is going to be right up in the front of the line. They're going to be like, hi there, brother. Oh, hi there, brother. You did, brother? Yes. Oh, yes. I've been in America over here for 25 years, and I I take care. We have a family here, brother. We just brothers. <laughs> they got their penny loafers on, pleated slacks. All right. They got their uh, they they little dress shirt with the pocket. Oh, brother, we are brothers now, brother. <laughs> All right. <laughs> what kind of accent is this? Oh, they're going to be in the line. Nigerians going to be in the line. Damn, Dominicans going to be in the line. Oh, no black poppy. Me no black poppy. They ass going to be in the front of the line. Mm. Cutting hair. <laughs> smoking weed. Dominicans going to be right up in front. <laughs> y'all know that. Okay. I'm just letting y'all know. Yep, Emi Adoka going to be up there in there. Hey, uh, I just lost $40 million. I'm in front of the line. You know who the last person to get a reparation check is? Ninjas. Y'all going to be the last person to get reparations check. How do y'all not see that coming? <laughs> Puerto Ricans going to be up there. Me no black, Poppy. Me no black. But then on reparation check day, they're going to be up there. Hey, Poppy. <laughs> I'm letting y'all know, man. Y'all don't see this coming. But you know y'all going to get scammed. All right, so y'all better be on your game. Y'all going to be in the line. You know what line Ninja's going to be in? Y'all going to be a lot in the line where y'all waiting at the check cashing place down there on the corner store next to Church's Chicken. Y'all line going to be wrapped around the corner. And y'all, the media going to be out there with a camera. And y'all going to be like, I can't stand why they don't have our check. That's where y'all going to be at. Mm. Nigerians going to have their check mailed straight to them. Y'all going to be at the Western Union with no bank account. Y'all be like, they be like, uh, where, where should we put this check? You know what I mean? They not going to hand y'all a check. Oh, uh, where should we put this check? How, how, how do you want this dropped off? We can only do it. You need your routing number and your account number from your bank account. Mm. <laughs> what do you mean bank account? What routing number? What's the routing number? Mm. Um, That's the number. Uh, Do you have a, you have a blank check? Uh, Perhaps you have a blank check that you can get. You're going to need the routing number. And it's going to be like routing number. You know, <laughs> what what routing number? Go to your online bank statement, online bank statement. <laughs> Get your social security number, social security number. Uh, 35 year old dude's going to be like, uh, mom. Do you know what my social security line? They're going to be in a line like, uh, do you got my social security number? What is it? Uh-huh. And what about my routing number? No. Now, the reason why I say this is because allegedly y'all can't even get driver's licenses in the South. Y'all don't even can't get government IDs or get access to the Internet, according to Joe Biden. Okay. And I've done some dumb things. And I'll do dumb things again. So what makes me think that you have your routing number and social security number? I mean, that's next level. Y'all can't even get government IDs to go to vote, apparently, according to the Democrats. I've done some dumb things. <laughs> I'll do dumb things. Oh, again. man, we already going crazy here. 
Oh, man. What makes me think you got your Social Security card on deck right now? And can anybody go get their Social Security? Anybody? All right. Anyway, you'll need your birth certificate, social, government ID, routing number. No check gone. Check gone. <laughs> oh, no. Anyway, shout out to Moose Hefner. He says, you're single. Your singing is getting better. Keep pushing those 10,000 hours. Yes, I need 10,000 hours to work on my voice. My voice is a little, <clears throat> I need to clear my voice a little bit. And it's morning time. We got some super chats over here on the CGA channel. El Chino says, wait, this is not the stream that you talk about how to run game. I'll be back. He was like, I'll be back. <laughs> we going to tell y'all how to run game on these girls. All right, these girls, y'all need to run game because they're stupid out here. They don't know what's coming. All right, they ain't heard nothing. <laughs> they ain't heard nothing like what I'm going to teach you guys. All right, let's get into this uh, this situation here. Oh, the topics. I forgot to roll the topics while I was doing my monologue. But here we go right here. What is the blue chip mindset? Well, I got a lot of tabs open. My computer might not be able to handle it today. Uh, here we go right here. Blue chip mindsets. Uh, this is the series that we do. We've been doing it for 44 episodes. I'm glad to bring these episodes to you. And, uh, you guys suggested that you wanted to talk about this. You always talk about women. You don't get talk about relationships. Not really. Uh, you're talking about a faux millionaire over here, uh, in net worth, definitely in earned income. But I always want to remind you guys, uh, you're never going to hear a millionaire give you a two and three hour stream on how to kind of direct the path or at least enlighten yourself. On this type of information, they would charge you tens of thousands of dollars or they would make you definitely buy their book before they gave you information. Or they would have you book a conference call or a coaching call for between five hundred and ten thousand dollars. You'd be buying tickets to an event in order to hear this type of information for free. <laughs> you'd have to have buy tickets to an event and you'd have to register and you'd be getting calls left and right. You you'll be on someone's mailing list. Your email inbox will blow up. You'll be on a mailing list so thick. <laughs> you ever do a, a mailing list for a like a like a Republican or Democratic party party and uh, you put your name on the mailing list, but you get emails from like 50, 11 different emails. Like you can't even get yourself off the unsubscribe list. You're like, damn, unsubscribe. And then everybody in a mama emailing you every day. And then your phone's blowing up. Uh, would you like to take a survey about this Democratic Republic Party? Uh, press stop if you want. Bruh. That's what you would be getting for 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 uh, uh, a steep price. Today, you get to just listen to me or decide not to listen. Okay. Now, if you don't think I'm qualified to give you this information, okay, if you think I'm not qualified, click off this stream right now. I don't have time for people to disagree with what we're talking about here. This is not the show for this bullshit. You can click off the stream right now. If you think I'm just a broke ninja that I never accomplished anything and YouTube is my only success. Click off the stream right now and unsubscribe from my channel. We ain't got no time for this. We only want people that are here for this shit. If you're bored and you just, you know, trolls, you can stick around because that's all you're capable of doing in life. Trolling. I get it. But if you're going to be here, man, I don't realize you, you're not the one to give me this type of information. Well, click off. I don't care. I don't give a damn. Okay. I really don't care. But the background of my story is I picked myself up, reinvented my life 10 years, lived in my car 10 years ago. Here I am right in front of you. If you don't think that's an accomplishment, I don't know what to tell you. However else, 
I actually had accomplishment in other forms of careers, and I actually am self-employed for the last 10 years. Not many people in America can say that. Many people wish to be self-employed. I've been self-employed without an employer, and particularly for the last 10 years, pretty much for most of my life. But we won't count the working for the universities. It was technically a form of self-employment, but that's neither here nor there. Okay, But I've been able to manage on my own for, for a full decade officially. Not many people can say that. Most of you guys are ham and eggers and you punch in and you punch out. Most of you guys have no direction. You misguided and undecided about life. So that's number one. Number two, in earnings, I definitely have earned over a million dollars in my life, but that's not a really great accomplishment. But most people can't say that. Not only that, net worth, you don't know because I own nothing. Not only that, I've been, been exposed to suburb areas and clientels that are definitely on the Forbes list. I don't expose their names. But a lot of these people I work directly with one-on-one, -on -one, and a lot of these people gave me great opportunities. And not, on that, not only that, they gave me great game in life, more than most people are ever exposed to in life. And I share these bits of information that they've given me, and I share it with you. Now, that's my qualifications. Okay, now, if you think that's not up to snuff, go ahead and leave. There's no need to stick around. If you're like, well, you have nothing to offer me, that's great. But if you do feel like there's something to offer, go ahead and stick around and hit the like button. <laughs> hit the like button in here. And by the way, yes, indeed. Uh, yes, indeed. It is what it is. Uh, let's see here. Oh, blue chip. That's what we're doing. What is the blue chip mindset? Well, uh, a lot of you guys are on the blue pill mindset. <laughs> a lot of you guys are on the blue pill mindset. You're plugged in. You're a matrix. You're an NPC, or as we call you, a ham and egger. Knuckle dragger, mouth breather, mouth breather, slack jaw, and uh, whatever else that we have come up with. Oxygen thief. A lot of you guys don't really think outside the box. Now, the people who think outside the box in this country, these are the people with the great rewards. And a lot of times you think that they obtained it inside the box. For instance, there's a phrase called there's a phrase called um, behind every great fortune lies a great crime. Behind every great fortune lies a great crime now you believe you believe that everybody's obtained everything with high morality now that's where you're going to be making a mistake high morality and riches do not go hand in hand they're not synonymous they're not directly linked there is no direct correlation between high morality and high earner now could a high earner start to say they're highly moral yes so at a point where they've obtained their wealth, <laughs> they've obtained their wealth, they can then start riding the moral train and then make you believe that they've obtained it morally. But that's not true. So if you are not willing to bend the rules, right, choose to operate in the black, be self-sufficient, look out for self, okay, twist the rules a little bit, walk on the edge. If you're not willing to do that, let me say something here. You're going to be stuck. You're going to be stuck. Me, 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 me. You're going to be stuck in life. I'm just letting you know right now. Right now, there's always been taking a little bit off the top. There's always been a little bit of skimming. There's always some sort of pyramid scheme. There's always some sort of sell. There's always some sort of ah, oh, somebody got short change. There's also always there's always some sort of Brett Favreism going on where they steal the money from the poor and they rob them blind. There's always some that sort of that there. And if you're not willing to Walk the line. I don't know what to tell you. There's always some sort of glad handing. There's always some sort of 
uh, greasing palms. Okay, greasing palms. There's lobbyists. There's always some sort of look at Tom Brady himself, right? Tom Brady himself. He's won seven Super Bowls. You can't tell me three of them are a little bit greasy. <laughs> three of those Super Bowls have been called into question. Like, mm, do anybody bring it up? No, they say he's the greatest of all time. Hey, he's the greatest of all time. So these are just some examples here. <laughs> these are some examples. So again, I'm not telling you break laws. I'm not telling you to live on the dark side. I'm saying to you, sometimes you got to look out for number one. You got to look out for number one and number one is you. A lot of blue pill mindset people will bring you back. Oh, it doesn't matter. And you're going to be lonely when you're older. And it's, uh, um, you know, breaking the rules and God is overlooking over you and all that stuff. Uh, do you want to eat tomorrow? My question is, do you want to eat tomorrow? Do you want to eat next week? Because we're in dire straits in this country. And I've been predicting this so much. Coach Adamus is in the building. A lot of people have been calling me doom and gloom, right? CGA or you're negative and you have no hope and you have no optimism. I don't. I don't have any hope. I don't live by optimism. I don't live by we could have, should have, would have. I don't care. I don't live by the government would never do anything evil against us. I don't believe in the politicians. I don't believe in any of these people. I only believe in CGA. CGA is the way to do it, and CGA is the way out. No way out is the way out. New, 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 new world order. Okay. Uh, blue chip mindset. What is it? Well, blue chip is already in the lexicon in our country right here. As you can see, 10 blue chip stocks to buy, according to billionaire Andres Halverson. Well, that's not important, but blue chip is in the lexicon in America, as you can see. Blue chip, and this is the mindset. Okay, uh, let me go ahead. Here it is right here. Alt Ivy Universities right here. 10 Alt Ivy Universities to top 10 blue chip reputation colleges. What else? Blue chip recruiting. These are the top recruits that people get and they put them on a blue chip list. These are the fours and fives. These are the recruits that people depend on to win national titles or natty championships in the building. And those are the blue chip stocks right there. Stocks. So that is the blue chip mindset in a nutshell. And so I borrowed that and I brought it here. And the blue chip definitely deals with legacy or lineage and protecting, doing what's best for your family, doing what's best for your family, not for the greater good of the people. A lot of people have tried to do that, but uh, I think people get it twisted and they, 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 I guess they delay what's best for them, trying to help people along with their way up. And this is my feeling on this one. It's hard to carry people all the way up to the top of the mountain. At some particular point, you got to get to the top of the mountain and deal with everybody else um, as you get up there. I don't believe in this. We'll all rise up as a people. We'll all rise up as a country or nation and all that stuff. I believe the best way to get this done is people take care of their own, right? This is why we teach standards and we teach people up front. We teach people to do not suck on a glass pipe. All right, don't do drugs. This is why we do this, because we know at some point we're going to have to carry you up because you're going to be you're going to be um, disabled. You're not going to be able to take your uh, take care of yourself. So this is why we give people a game plan, at least for normies to at least say, don't don't be a drain on society. Okay, Don't be a drain on society because your drain on society is a drain on me. I got to pay for you as a taxpayer. But uh, sometimes people who are drained, they take those resources for granted and they say these are free resources. Uh, they're not free because they come from the people. And if actually you got your mindset together, I, I wouldn't have to give you these resources. So they're not free resources. They're resources provided by the people who actually do the backbreaking work 
in our country. It's just a sad thing that people don't get this. And then at the same time, out the si side of their neck, they say, we need to rise up as a people. Well, can't do that. Can't do that if I'm taking care of you and you're getting free resources from me. So it's kind of a weird deal here. But the blue chip mindset is self-sufficiency. It is of the Elijah Muhammad mindset of you got to take care of self. You have to have knowledge of self. You have to understand who you are. You actually have to be self-sufficient. This is of that mindset. Okay. Anyway, and you got to look out for your direct descendants. And that's about it. That's all you are obligated to look out for. Anybody beyond my direct descendants, meaning the people that have been spawned from my DNA, you're not my problem until you become my problem. You're not. I'm not obligated to you until you make me obligated to you by either by force through taxation or so forth. I don't have any obligation to beyond that and never try to put that responsibility on me because I'm going to slap you backwards. Okay. Anybody that says you need to look out for your people and you need to do this. I don't need to do a damn thing for nobody other than myself and my direct bonds. That's it. That's it. And I wish more people would think like that. But of course, the knuckle draggers and the mouth breathers of the world and the slack jaws and the oxygen thieves always want me to look out for you. But you was doing a stanky leg and doing the crate challenge last week. You were at the club partying. Now I got to look out for you. See, I don't believe in all that. <laughs> I don't believe in all that. And it is what it is. But never, ever try to put that obligation on me because it is unfair. Right. It is unfair to me. I come onto this platform. Now, all of a sudden, I got to look out for everybody's agenda that somewhat slightly looks better or not better, just as common as me with my uh, skin complexion. Now, I got to look out for your issues. Now, it ain't going to happen. <laughs> I'm going to slap you backwards with that. I got my own issues to deal with as a human being. But I offer this information for free to you. All right. Uh, what are we doing here? We got something else to show you. This is the motivation here. This is where they want men to go. Okay, this is where they want men to go, and I want you to pay attention to this. So uh, this is a from uh, this is from Twitter. Uh, this is a post by the Telegraph, and this is where they want you to go. They want you to progress in the direction they want you in the position of weakness here. And this is James Bond, who in our culture repre represents a mythical personality, in which he was a gentleman. He was he come from the gentleman archetype, which he was successful with women, but he was somewhat seen as a womanizer. But the women seem to be very fine with him womanizing. Not many women had a problem with him womanizing. As a matter of fact, more women were attracted to him. However, in the next James Bond film, um, films, the next James Bond films will have bigger roles for women and a more sensitive 007. According to the producers, who said, quote, Bond is evolving just as men are evolving. Nope. But at the same time, we have economic despair. We have uh, desperation. We have people thieving, uh, people packing, loot packing, um, um, uh, grocery stores. People are running in there with bags, collecting at least $1,000 or just under $1,000 of supplies. I mean, is this where we need men to go? Touching on our sensitivity, this is an absolute trap. But of course, the Hollywood machine is actually pushing this, just like they push every, every particular failed Whatever they they fail miserably when they're pushing these agendas. But then when the barbarian comes to the gate, oh, they want you guys to stick up. Let's go ahead and see that one right here. They want you guys to get out of your sensitivity and go ahead and handle business and get busy out here. Let's go ahead and show you that. Because in Russia, the Ruskies over there, they're drafting men, and the men are getting on airlines and getting the hell up out of there. 
Yeah, it's he said, look, here we go right here. Oh, when it's time to fight, who are they drafting men? Just like they would do here if we ever got in that dire situation. They'd be drafting men. Women are not eligible for the draft. Uh, they fought hard to keep women from being eligible to, uh, in the draft. But now where's that sensitivity needed when the barbarian is at the gate? See, we live in a, in a country that has been affording you quite the amount of security ever since uh, Vietnam. And this is a very short period of life uh, compared to compared to the rest of humanity. As long as we've been uh, homo sapiens the last 200,000 years, this period has probably been the only period of time where the majority of the people have been safe and secure and were able to be afforded the chance to be somewhat economically prosperous. Right. It's only been maybe a 50 to 70 year period. All right. After Vietnam. And even then you still had Desert Storm. Even then you still had small military operations uh, that resulted in deaths. Okay, Even then. But the people, the populace somewhat has been protected from the barbarian. And this has been the only time in history that that's been the case. Even in American history, there has been constant war. And then after World War II, and then leading into the Korean War and the Vietnam War, even then, and they started uh, potentially drafting people into Vietnam out of desperation and despair. After that, we've enjoyed some prosperity. After that, we've enjoyed some security. That can change overnight. That can change overnight. Yeah, uh, Afghanistan, there's been some small skirmishes that aren't really published, and there's some skirmishes going on now that are not being published. You just don't know about it. Okay, but they're going on now. They're still battling. But uh, uh, this last 50, 70 years is not indicative of true history. And at any particular point, just like in the uh, 1900s, as the 1900s came along and Industrial Revolution became the common way for uh, industries to be built. And it's been going away from an agra agrarian and a uh, peculiar institution as a way to earning. Um, we quickly got into some skirmishes in World War One and World War Two over a uh, 20 year period. They got into two significant wars. The world, the world did. And now we're facing this repeated history now. So things can collapse very quickly. And in between World War One and World War II, there was the Great Depression. Now, that's just a historical perspective here. Things could collapse quickly. Do not believe that things can are just going to stay in this safe zone where you've been accustomed to. And look at the people in Russia. This is just an example. The people in Russia who are the Russians are the original barbarians. They are the, the barbarians. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Um, here it is right here. They're telling these young men, draft up. And these young men, look, they got on the airplanes and the they raised the prices of the airfare so high to keep them boys in. Hey, man, it's that easy. Just that quickly. Just that quickly. Now, what does that mean for you? If you are misguided and undecided, if you don't have any direction in your life, you don't have any direction in your life. You are susceptible to being one of these people because they're like, hey, you just dragging your knuckles around here. We got something for you to do. OK, I got it, man. I'll get to all the messages. People are like, I sent you a message. I'll, I'll get to those. I can't stop in the middle of the show, but I'll get to them. OK, but here's the deal. Now it interrupted my thought, but here's what we got. Here's a little motivation for you guys right now, because. It will take men to get through this rough period. It will take men to get to this rough patch. This is a rough patch in our time. We're going to go through what's going on in our economy. This is not good. We're not in a good position. 
and I've been telling you this since 2018, and a lot of people were, oh, coach, we're going to be okay. I said this in 2020. Oh, no, man, we'll be all right. We'll be back to normal in two months. We'll be back to normal by Easter. And I kept getting on here, and everybody kept telling me, oh, you're going to get it, and you're going to get it, and you're going to die. <laughs> Y'all been wanting me to catch COVID since 2020, and I didn't catch it once. Okay, and I didn't die. Hold on for a second. Remember that if you've been watching me, remember the people that were saying, oh, you're going to get it and you're going to regret it and you're going to be dead. And I said, no, I'm not. <laughs> um, Here it is right here. A little motivation for you brothers out here and brothers of from another mother. Check this out. This is how fast you can course correct your life. And at this time, there's opportunities for you to course correct. Okay, but you got to do these things. You got to you got to basically you got to stay away from debt. Stay away from debt. You got to somehow build leverage. You got to find either a skill to monetize. We talked about this on the money mindset group. You got to build a business or a brand or you got to learn a high income skill, a high paying job. You got to take a, a job, a skill. You got to learn a high paying skill. Okay, These are the only ways out of it. If you don't do that and you plug in and you continue to go down as the ship is sinking, you're going to be up shit's creek when people start digging themselves out of this because, listen, stocks are on sale. Crypto's on sale. Opportunities on sale. Uh, people are losing jobs. They're going to start losing jobs in the next couple of months into the next year in 2023. If there's a war, that's going to be another problem for a lot of other people. But this is a, how quickly a, mind, a man can change the direction of his life. This is how quickly a man can ch change the direction of his life. It, he avoids the traps, the hammy trap, the normie traps. Where are we at here? It says right here, Cleveland auto mechanic becomes doctor at age 51. At age 51. Hold up. And that's you. I thought people were old at 50. I thought people were too old to do this. Remember that? Y'all too old to be doing this. Guys, when men get in the age range of 30, I'm going to say 36. 36 to 60, this is your prime years. Now, people are going to confuse that. Some normie's going to say, coach, that's not a man's sexual prime. You're in a, you're thinking with your Johnson again. Stop thinking with your Johnson. A guy is super horny between the ages of 15 and, and 32 and 35. Yes, that might be when he wants to have a lot of sex. But that's not his prime years. Economically, his prime years, and I'm tired of even proving this. The times where he his big head outthinks the little head, the time where he can really get his life in order or should is usually between the ages of 35 all the way up to 60. And you can do just about everything, just about anything. But you got to ditch the blue pill mindset. You got to ditch that women are your answer. You got to ditch the ideas that you can build with a woman. Very unlikely that you can do that. There are some people that have done that, but in this situation, not so much. Cleveland Auto Mechanic becomes a doctor at age 51, inspires others to pursue their dreams. I'm not sure he's talking about getting some peace leave. I'm not sure he's talking about how many panties he's gotten. I'm not sure he's talking about that he's a player or a Mac. But you can do this pretty quickly. I've done it somewhere between the ages of, um, I've done it somewhere within a 10-year period. And yes, it's a grind. You have to dig out. You have to sacrifice. You have to risk. You have to avoid some of the things that people will assume are fun. Oh, you're no fun. Oh, you never go out. You never drink. You don't drink. Oh, you're a lame. Oh, you don't smoke dope. 
Yes, I said dope. You don't smoke dope? Oh, you ain't cool. Oh, well, he didn't worry about all that. And the people who smoked dope and went out every weekend and partied and did the stanky leg and drank and drank 40 ounces, I guarantee you they did not progress anywhere. They probably regressed. And you got to avoid that. Now, here's the deal. This man, I'm sure, can drink and smoke all the dope he wants at this point. <laughs> okay? He can do whatever he wants because he has the ability to actually recover from that. And he can afford to go out and dine out. He can afford to go eat. He can afford to do those things. But you got to take the sacrifice. And I'll know, you know, you're like, you don't want to give up five years of your life not getting uh, the, the, the best women possible. But you have to. You have to. Somebody say he wasn't married. I'm trying to look here, actually, um, to see if he was married or not. Um, I don't think he was married, but I actually have to look. So uh, most of the time, people will say, people will say this. Um, he says the saving grace was a strong family structure, structure, but it was his siblings and his parents and, and whatnot. <laughs> and he was an entrepreneur at the beginning. So um, I know a lot of people will say successful people are married. Success, successful people are married. As a matter of fact, 70% of all millionaires are married. And I understand that. But many of them didn't get married and then build. Some of them did. Many of them didn't. Some people eventually got married at a particular point of their time. All right. So we'll talk about this, but that's a little motivation for you. It takes men and men with a right mindset, blue chip mindset, money mindset to get through a tough period. And that's an example. By the way, join me on Patreon. You can get all of these replays of uh, the money mindset. So this is an extension of that right here. Blue chip mindset goes into the money mindset. So on Sundays, we come in during the evening. Somewhere between the last NFL football game and the Sunday night game, we try to squeeze it in for an hour and we give you various topics of mindset development, mindset development, mostly catered to finances, money, budgeting, time investment, management, organization, building a brand, so forth and so on. What you're getting today is a snippet of that. And I run over snippets of these things. So if if you want, because I know a lot of people are going to do this, they're going to say, Coach, give me that chart. Can you explain this more in detail? Um, where can I find this? Because I'm going to show you charts and all of these things, and I'm going to show you information here. And you're going to say, can I get that? Well, I only offer that to people who make that investment because that's small group stuff. You have to start making investments. One of the things that I've been telling you about as a person that has sold services, not products, mostly services, sometimes a product, one of the things that I tell you is when you give away too much free information, 90% of the people don't use it. 90% of the people expect you to give it away for free, but nobody makes the investment. I'm only going to reach out to the people who make the investment. All right. And that's the people who are going to use it and change the direction of their lives. Very few people will take this free information and do something with it. There are some that will, most won't. Most won't. And by the way, I don't care. <laughs> like, so... I, uh, if you don't join the Patreon, it's not a big deal for me. I got enough brothers over there that are there, and we have a great kumbaya on Sundays, and we kick it, and it's cool. If you don't want the info, I'm not pressing you for it. But do not ask me to give you anything for free. Do not ask me to put a link to this or give you the copy of that. I ain't giving you a goddamn thing, right? That's for sure. Not for free. So anyway, <laughs> shout out to the brothers. Let's catch up with some super chats. 
Uh, no super chats over there. So let's catch up on Cash App over here. Uh, my clients used to say, hey, God, give me a free meal plan. I ain't giving you shit. <laughs> mm. um, even my kid, hey, coach, uh, dad, can you give me a free? I ain't giving you shit. People think, uh, for the people who actually don't like me, um, just understand this. And I try to clarify this. I treat my family the same way I treat you people. I'm a kind of fair and balanced. I'm a little bit of a balanced guy. When friends and family look at me and they be like, hey, uh, let me get, I do the same thing to them. I'll be like, man, screw you. I don't got no loyalty to you, nor do I have an obligation to you. My, my, my son come up to me. I'll be looking at his ass like, I ain't giving you nothing. You better go do something. Go sweep up some leaves or something. I ain't giving you nothing. Nothing for free. You're going to have to give me something. The ladies be like, oh, you know, I'm a little bit short on my bills. You think you can give me? I ain't giving you nothing. The best thing you should do is say, hey, uh, what time do I need to be over there? And as soon as you get here or walk in the door, put your face in my pillow. And then after that, ask me for something. Okay, then I'll be more willing to give. Thank you very much. Let's see. I got money. I think you deserve this. <laughs> you better go get a job out here. Somebody says, that, <laughs> hey, somebody asked me about YouTube. Brothers, if you, where's my money mindset people over here? Where's my money mindset of people over here? Tell these people to get to the money mindset. Stop asking me questions like this. I tell almost everything. Now, I don't tell what I make, but I give you a very good indication. I look at and say, these subscribers, these views, this amount of money. I'm not giving y'all free nothing. Over here. I'm not about to say something over here, man. I'm not about to give y'all this over the free airways. Just like when it comes to seeking, I go like this. You want the information? Because y'all be like, coach lying about this. You want the information? $5 right over there on locals. You can go over there and watch 50 videos. I don't care. But what I'm not going to do is sit here and give y'all that type of information on free YouTube. I'm not going to do it. It's not. Why? Why? Why do that? So y'all, so so the haters can chop up the video, chop up the video, and then come out here. We expose CGA. No. I don't owe you the information. It's easily attainable, though. I offer it to a select group of people, but those people have to make an investment. I don't care. I don't care if you do or don't want it. You don't want to make the investment. I don't care. I'm not trying to sell you, but I'm not giving you the information for free. <laughs> I'm not doing it. But if you think I'm a liar or you don't believe anything, just trust me. I've said it over here to the members. I've given the members the information. I've given them spreadsheets. I've given them examples. We have walked through it. If you want to know how to do YouTube, invest. I've given you the coaching program. Sign up for the coaching program. But it's imperative that you understand. It cannot be delivered over the free airways. Number one, because you got too many haters and pocket watching ass ninjas, and you have a lot of people who are not going to do anything with the information only to use it to their advantage and create free content or content that they're going to monetize. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> you got to first take the step, the initial investment that you have to make. Coach, what do I invest in yourself? Number one. Yep. And if you dig, it's there. It's crazy. It's crazy. So anyway, uh, DJ B fit says, can we get a discount code? Yeah. Uh, one, I'll give you the phone number. I'll give you the phone number. It's a discount code. 
It's one nine hundred eat shit. That's the discount code. <laughs> Shout out to JB, JDJB fit. Yeah, here's the phone number. Dial this up and they'll give you the discount code. One nine hundred eat shit. That's what it is. Dial that in. You'll hear a voicemail. It'll sound like I'm giving you the middle finger. That's the discount code. <laughs> he says, let me hold something, coach. <laughs> Shout out to you, DJ B Fit. Appreciate you. Uh, see if that discount code works. <laughs> oh man, this is what people hate me. Look, I'm just it is, I'm just it is what it is. The line's busy. All right, let me see. All right, let's go to uh Cash App. Henry Brazilian says, uh, blue chip mindset is least watched, but by far the most valuable. Yes, you're going to get laughs. You know, a lot of people are going to get offended. Him, him think him better than me. I don't. I'm really only worried about myself. I really don't. I really don't compete. Have you ever seen me get into a debate with anybody? I just give you my information and I'll be off on my own. I'm not here to try to go in here and try to figure out. I'm not trying to be the best. You hear me say I'm the Bruce Wayne of this. I come from the Desert Store Bunker. I'm the speaker of truth. I'm the king of comp. You hear me say something like that? But I'm not here to claim that I'm the best of the best. I just try to show and prove. We're going to talk about that later. All right. Simon Small says, shout out to the Blue Chippers and the Nasty Boys. I got money. All right. Damage Cole doubles up. Damage says, uh, caught a live stream. Been focused on my career. So I could focus on my career. Amen. Amen. That's where you should be. All right. Han Solo says, get the guns clean, guys. Hunting season is near. Wow. Um, if you're a store owner, you got to be a little bit, you know, worried about people going into your store and stealing uh, bags of uh, cheese popcorn. It's bad out here. It's bad out here. All right. <laughs> Leary says, love you, coach. Appreciate all you do. God bless. Thank you, man. And God bless everybody here. I know I'm putting up and telling you guys that I'm not doing anything for you, but I really appreciate the support. And um, I really appreciate people listening to this. It's it's for everybody's good. For ever, it's for everybody. Where are we at? PayPal. Somebody said, check your PayPal. All right, I got it. Check your PayPal, coach. Where is it at? All right, we got a couple PayPals dropping in. Uh, Moose Hefner, I got you. Okay, I got to be careful over here because there's government names over here. He says, congrats to the Las Vegas Aces and all the 10 fans that showed up to celebrate. Mm. The Las Vegas Aces, the world champions. All right. And everybody's already forgotten. All right. Shout out to the Vegas Aces. I guess the hometown is one of WNBA. Everywhere I go, they win the WNBA championship. Shout out to Gabriel. He says, Hi, coach. Coach, I'm still here. He says, In court, I was pointed because I think you mean disappointed, maybe. I was pointed because I didn't fight on court for my kids. He says, My lawyers went there with the mentality of a loser. I understood you asked, do you want to eat tamales? What? Um, but uh, I guess, um, I don't know what happened, but I guess you hired a lawyer. You went to court. You didn't fight for your kids. The lawyers went there. They got a, the lawyers, went, they got their money. They know you're probably going to lose. Interesting. They're not there to battle you. They just there to pad their pockets. Most of the time. Red Pill Canuck says, oh, hold on for a second. Um, I'm see what's going on here. And he says, read this. He says, what motivates you to continue your mindset? And what do you do when you feel discouraged? Shout out to the coach gangs and blessings. Well, you want to know a secret? 
um, I'm always feeling discouraged. And that's my motivation. I always believe I don't do enough. <laughs> okay. I, for some reason, I always believe I'm not doing enough. And um, even on a weekend, I, I can't relax. I can't relax. I actually have to force myself to relax. So even on a weekend, I'll be standing up at my, my kitchen island, and I'll be eating, and I'll be doing stuff, and I'll be thinking about this and making list of that. And I'm always like, oh, I got to do that. What do I got to do? Now, it's never monetarily. It's never like, okay, I got to do this to pay the bills. It's always like, I'm not doing enough. And it could be like a feel, fear of failure or something like that. But it's like this sense, even if I'm sitting on the couch, I'm, I'm sitting up like this. <laughs> like, I'm never like on the couch, like laying out, relaxing until I force myself to do it. I actually have to think and go, untense my muscles. <sighs> Let me relax. <laughs> that's what it is so i always have something to do and even when i get like i'll get up and i'll be like okay and i'll look oh damn i gotta finish that oh i, I have to do that so that's kind of what makes me go that's what makes me click i never feel like the job is done remember kobe bryant had that mama mentality job not finished job's not finished i really have um sometimes i look at it and i do good things and i rarely celebrate them because there was a point where I would celebrate them, but I would celebrate celebrate small victories. But my victories now are big. Like what I'm trying to hit is big. Not, I'm not trying to get big time on YouTube, but my goals are big now. They're no longer small. And if you think about it, if you came into my life, if you're a work, if you're a person that came into my life, you would think I would be chilling and relaxing. You would think that I would be like, okay, why are you still grinding hard? He's got a 911 in the garage. People are like, damn, you got all these toys. You go in my garage, it's filled, and I got everything I need. I have really almost everything that I need. Okay, I have excess. I have excess. However, I don't feel like I can stop now. <laughs> That's what I get. I feel like, and when I say I feel, this is not in, from an emotional standpoint. I feel like I can do more and contribute more. So whatever it is that I'm trying to get, I got I got to keep going because I know this could all stop. And I think it also stems from that. I've almost reached the bottom. I almost I was at the bottom and I saw the bottom. And remember, this is my phrase. I will never allow anyone else to put me in that position again. Better yet, I will never allow myself to be put in this position again. So the things that are not beneficial to me, I shed them. If people start trying to pull me back, I shed them. If people don't want to evolve as I'm evolving, I shed them because I cannot afford to carry them. I cannot. I don't want to go back to the bottom. Could I go back to the bottom? Sure, anybody could. But I'm going to do my best to scratch and claw. I'm going to do my best to eliminate people who are not beneficial to me. I'm going to do my best to feel like I got to keep going. See, this is what it is. I, I think that's my motivation. If you want to ask me what's my motivation, I always have a sense that I haven't done enough. Even when I'm doing, I've, I do more between before 8 a.m. than most ninjas do their entire lifetime. And now I'm not talking about black ninjas. I'm talking about people in general. You're not going to outwork me. You're not going to outsmart me. You're not going to drag me down. Those are the things that I have to make sure 
that that is not going to happen. Now, you could you could finesse me at some particular point or you could have a head start, but you're not about to outwork me. <laughs> I've seen the bottom. I've seen the pit. I actually had to sleep in the back of a car holding a knife or with the knife within arm's reach for months. I ain't going back to that. I ain't going back. And this is why a lot of people, uh, not a lot of people, a few people who are my adversaries on YouTube, uh, they choose to try to drag me down in some sort of situation. Those people are absolutely useless to me. Like there's no money to be made off of them. There's nothing I need to discuss to them. I look better than them. I live better than them. Coogee sweater now. I mean, I actually have every advantage I have. I'm also probably younger than them. I mean, there's every, I'm in better shape than them. I get better bras than them. I drive better car. Bro. <laughs> there ain't no, like, those people are useless to me, but they always can tend to have something to say related to how I do things and how I conduct myself. I, I don't really now, I don't really know, understand, because I look at it like if I was face-to-face with these people, these people would not outshine me. I'd shine like a diamond standing next to these people. Well, look at them. <laughs> like, look, like, look at, always say this right here. Look at you and look at me. Now, listen, I'm not everything, but damn. Just take a look. Just look at us. <laughs> just, just stop for a minute. I don't care about philosophies. Just look at us. Okay, let me stop. <laughs> All right, just use your eyes. Just use your eyes. Speaking of, let me show you this. Shout out to Jay Cool. Let me do this and I'll, I'll come back. Speaking of judgment, we're going to talk about judgment here in a minute. Shout out to Jay Cool says, as a man, I am becoming masculine, strong, and confident, and I am 55 years old right now. This is all thanks to you, Better Bachelor. Shout out to Joker and Better Bachelor, he says, and other content creators. Therefore, shout out to you and the coach gang and letting us know it's never too late to start. Absolutely. Oh, and I am at a full stop on caring about society. He says, also, thanks for answering my question on yesterday morning's live stream. I appreciate it. Appreciate you, Jay Cool. Appreciate you, J. Cool. All right, where are we at here? Uh, J. Cool, did I finish up on you? You were the last one. I got a couple super chats, and I got to show you things about judgment. All right, yeah, that was the last one on PayPal. Uh, super chat time because brothers are in there making it happen. Uh, wait, Daniel McGee says, took me three years of getting out of prison with three felonies to dig myself out of the hole. He says, I put myself in. Now I have two degrees, been making six figures for the past eight years, and just picked up my uh, ooh, 2019 vet on Friday. Shout out to you. Congratulations. He sounds like this. I'm rich, Indeed. Indeed. Shout out to Mr. West. He says, I'm usually at work around this time. Glad to catch it live. Shout out to you. Hell, Darth CGA. Man, shout out to you. I'm glad I'm able to get you guys through work all right i know a lot of people get through and somebody says um damn three felonies guys a lot of people will get um uh certain things on their jacket and they have to dig themselves out uh, i i try to encourage you not to get into criminal activity but sometimes it's circumstances sometimes it had nothing to do uh with you and you just got caught up but digging yourself out of that is imperative it's important it's important it's not it's not easy though 
Did I get Mr. West? I did. Force India says, still catching up, coach. You're such a good man. You're such a good man. Patting myself on the head. Okay, let's get back to the show. Oh, let's talk about judgment here. Let me see here. And then we'll go into the economy. Shout out to the timestamp group in the building. All right, let me close some tabs before my computer takes a crap. Uh, where are we at? Judgment. What about this? All right, we're talking about building your brand later, but I'm going to come back to that and reference this right here. You see this right here? Um, this is unplugging yourself from the blue pill mentality. The blue pill mentality will tell you it's not fair to judge people on the outside. Never judge a book by its cover. And while that sounds great, that's not actually what we do as human beings. As human beings, we're definitely judged. We judge each other. And people will say, judge not, at least you be judged. And never throw uh, rocks from a glass house or whatever the hell that is. But with that being said, in reality, we judge each other. Or we judge each other swiftly. Remember I did the stream about tattoos? And I talked about it yesterday. I don't mess with women who smoke from a, um, from a vape pipe. A lot of guys immediately got into their blue pill and said, wait a minute. That means you're going to eliminate too many women. How many women are you going to mess with? that don't have tattoos and that don't vape. That's where you're messed up because that's how I eliminate 90% of the straggle daggers and the, and the scapuling skeezers. I don't want to choose from the people that I got to settle for. Mm. Oh, well, since everybody has it, I'll take all the vape smoking scapuling skeezers with tattoos. I have no choice. I'm better than that. I'll take, I'll try to choose from the small percentage of people that don't do either. You see what I mean? Oh, you're an old head. You're behind times and everybody's doing it. No, everybody you're around doing it. Anybody around me is not doing it. Or nobody's around me, period. I don't have to settle for that. See, this is what we're talking about. This is the mindset. And we judge people. Look at this. You and your business have seven seconds to make a first impression. It says you in your business. This is from Forbes magazine. Now, in our blue pill world, it's not right to judge people on the outside. Unfortunately, that's not what human beings doing. In a red pill mentality, you know you will always be judged. There's people right now that hate me that are judging me despite the fact that I'm telling you it's okay to judge people and it doesn't take long. You don't get a second you don't it, it, what what is the phrase? You don't get a second chance to make a first impression. So why do you, why is this important to you? When you're building your brand, when you're building your brand, you have to make sure that your impression matches your brand because people are going to measure you up. Is it, do they get it right all the time? No, people don't get it right all the time, but can you afford for everybody to get it right all the time? Can you afford, listen to this. Can you afford to, for people to get it right every time? Nope. You can't afford it. If you roll out with the blue pill, blue pill mentality that, hey, they're just going to have to take the fact that I'm smoking a vape and tattooed up. This is from the women's perspective. You're just going to have to accept this. You don't get a second chance. Can you afford it? You can't afford it. With that being said, you got to be very diligent about building your brand. We're going to guide. We're going to come back to that. We're going to come back to that. But let's talk about what's going on in this economy. The economy right now, can you guys see this? Nope. I'm Remember, I'm not an economist. I don't major in anything. I didn't major in anything economics-wise. I'm just somebody that watches the trends. 
if you are somewhat optimistic still about the direction that we're going and you think it's going to um it's going to kick and skew better i've been warning you about this for the last 4 years we're about to go into dark times depending on where you are on the economic food chain it could be not as bad for you but knowing most people in america most people at the bottom or the middle they're going to get hammered they're about to get hammered <laughs> so it is time to tighten your belt it is time to not play games remember and i got this from a youtuber uh, the money gps and i i'm going to repeat this again and i said this in my book free agent lifestyle why is it important to go free agent it, it's not because you hate women it's because most of the time economically they cannot benefit you and it's a real gamble to try to find one that will benefit you. But in this time, from when I wrote the book, this is what I've been preaching. Stay away from debt. Do not take on excessive financial obligations right now. Build leverage. Have options. Monetize a skill. You have one. You might have one inherently. Find it and monetize it. Do not care about what your family members have told. Don't do this. And YouTubers are dumb and Instagram influencers are dumb. You got Rachel Dolas all out here. She started off selling feed pictures. Now she's getting fully nude. There's dark times coming. If you don't see that sense of desperation where a 40, 50-year-old woman that started off selling feed pictures on OnlyFans, then she had to go strip naked. <laughs> you don't see that as desperation? We got some tough, tough times. So monetize the skill. Whatever it is, you better start digging deep and looking for within yourself. What do I know that other people would like to know? It's time to do it now. Do not wait until you have to. Remember the one woman. Uh, I'm about two seconds away from selling pictures of my bunghole. You're already late. You're already late to the game. Because there's a lot of women selling pictures of their bunghole. You will just be one of a million. So if you're already thinking, uh, what should I do? You're late. Monetize a skill or build a business and learn and or learn a high income skill, meaning that that could be beneficial to someone else that they would pay you in a time where they're not paying people like they got to pay you. They need you. This is the time to do it. And it's almost too late. Let's go back here. Check this out. Let's make this larger. That's what she said. The economy is breaking bad. This is according to a CEO. He says incompetence is miserable. That's going to affect the economy. This is um, this is from a billionaire investor. Obviously, he has he has a certain stake in the, the way the economy goes. And he says right here, the Fed's the Fed needs to pump the brakes on rate hikes. That's not going to happen. I think the Fed plans to, and this is according to my knowledge. Somebody might have better knowledge. I think they plan to have at least two more rate hikes. And we'll talk about where that's going to send us. Because they're trying to battle hard against their inflation. As a matter of fact, if you've been studying the economy instead of studying panties, you would know that the Fed wants to bring the interest rate back to the levels of 2%, in which that's when Donald Trump was in office. Now, where we are now is somewhere between 83 8.5%, 8%. So they're trying to guard against significant inflation, which are going to have some side effects. Remember, there's no solutions, just trade-offs. You're thinking the Fed's going to solve these things. They're not solving anything. They're just giving trade-offs, which means they could bring the economy crashing down. They could force people into 
um, um, being stuck into homes. They could force people to, um, they could force people to actually go into bankruptcy. They could force the economy to completely crash and the markets to crash. They don't care. They're trying to battle inflation. And that's the only goal. Somebody said possibly 18%. Definitely. I mean, go look at the grocery store. Go to the grocery store. Look at the chicken. Look at the beef. They've also warned you about food shortages. But the shortages are going to come from the fact that everything costs, the cost is higher. Okay, so the trade-offs are the, the Fed is eventually probably willing to crash the market or get somewhat close to it to bring the inflation down. That's the number one goal, which means they're going to be more rate hikes. How's that going to affect you? That's going to affect you guys significantly right here. All right, it says, all right, if it doesn't, it will cause a serious recession. Uh, the recession is already here, but he's talking about a serious one. And the central bank is expected to raise rates again next week. And that was an article as of yesterday. And they end up raising it uh, higher than they anticipated. Let's go to the next article. This is as of uh, U.S. News. And sorry, I'm using the media here, but. A hard landing for the economy is likely is looking more likely a hard landing, a hard landing. These are all things right here. So they would call it a soft landing, which means, you know, a soft, like an airplane. Uh, the pilot had a soft landing versus a hard landing. The economy may not be able to escape causing a recession. This is September 26th. This was as of yesterday. This is what I spend my time looking at. All right, because I'm curious. Okay. Forget transitory.
All right, gentlemen, <laughs> we're back. Uh, appreciate y'all for sticking around for this one. Bear with me. There's a lot going on in the background uh, of this. <laughs> There's a lot going on in the background. Every now and then, the, my computer will overwork itself. So I got to get more. I got to get more computer space. Uh, or it's the, you know what it is over there. You know who it is. We're giving you the information. New, 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 new we're still alive. We're back. Um, He's alive. All right, let's continue to where we left off. <laughs> let's continue where we left off. Uh, do me a favor, like the stream in the building. We back in the building. We back. New, 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 new world order. All right, so we got the economy going on. We're giving you ideas of what's going on here. All right, so here's we got the next chart here that you guys can look at. Here's what we have right here. As you can see, unemployment rates. Unemployment rates. Uh, obviously, if you can see year to date, go back a year to date. Uh, right here, you got a year. This is I like to always go back a year and see where things are. And obviously, if you go back a year, we were deep into the C-19, uh, deep into kind of recovering from people doing job loss and career tra tra trajectory. Um, they're doing the quiet quitting and whatnot. And employment rates, thanks to Joe Biden, has been actually going down. Okay, Joe Biden said he's added more jobs. Unfortunately, if you go back a year prior, he's adding more jobs from the jobs that were taken away from the shutdown. But that's neither here nor there. Joe Biden has done his job. All right. Thank I've you. I've done some dumb things. And I'll do dumb things again. <laughs> all right. All right. He says, um, uh, somebody says, stop using Chrome. The problem is uh, um, StreamYard uses Chrome. That's one of the problems. All right. So going back here, here it is right here. Uh, year to date. It says right here, Joe Biden added all of these jobs and caused unemployment to go down. But as of August and into September, you're going up on un un uh, unemployment's going up. All right. Unemployment's going to go up and it might be at some particular point in the next month, in the next few months, unemployment's going to then start rivaling what we saw a year from now. Unemployment's going back up and this is all unexpectedly. Let me see here if we can get this uh, particular quote. It's right here. So this is unexpected. A lot of people didn't think that the labor numbers were looking like this. This is this all is going to have an effect on you, whether you like it or not. Somebody, this is not true. People were. <laughs> oh, OK. I know. Yeah, John, John, John Boston said that's not true. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, you know, we, we credited Biden for it because he takes credit for the turnaround economically. But we all know what happened. People went back. They were collecting from the state. They were collecting from stimulus. So they stopped working. And then all of a sudden, now you had this downturn. You had people going back to somewhat prosperity, but it's going back up. All right. Next chart right here. Consumer prices rose 8.5% in July, less than expected as inflation pressures ease a bit. Okay. But it's less than expected. But of course, if you look around, look at the things that you are ordering now everything's at least higher than you're accustomed to, right? When you buy things, you're normally like, I'm not paying $50 for this. I'm not paying $2 for that. You can go buy a bag of chips from the grocery store and it's $2, $3, sometimes $5 for a somewhat of a big bag. You're not accustomed to this. And so these are the prices that are always going to be normal now. Now, now your mindset has to switch, okay? Your mindset has to switch to be able to say, because you're going to sound like an old person by saying, I don't want to pay $5 for this bag of chips. Well, that's what the bag of chips are. 
I don't want to pay $25 for chicken. That's what new prices are. When inflation hits, and this is why people want to avoid inflation, high inflation periods, it sets the new price. By that token, the price never goes down. That is the new price going forward. And that's going to affect your life because you got to catch up to the new prices. Now, remember during our days, the olden times, we used to buy soda pop for $5. I'm sorry, for 50 cents. We used to buy soda pop and candy for 25 cents. You can go back to older people and they could talk about when they used to get penny candy. I used to get penny candy. We used to get a whole bag of candy for a dollar. Now those days are gone because the new price is set when inflation hits. It doesn't go back down. Now, what doesn't also go up at the rate of inflation is your income. Your income doesn't increase. So has your has your income increased at the rate of the prices? This is just basic. We're just basic. So if you don't want this information, I understand. But we're just giving it to you again as to why it's critical for you to now let's get going. Game time's over. So your your income doesn't arise at the rate of inflation. That's where the problem is. And that's where you have to start either tightening your belt or making an adjustment. Here's the next adjustment adjustment that I'm going to show you here. Oh, here it is right here. Let's put here. You see this right here? 70% of Americans seeking, seeking second job to combat rising costs. I hope you guys can see that right there. Let's make that a little bit larger. This is what's going on. And um, you guys, again, a lot of people are like, oh, what's going on here? By the time you really adjust and try to catch up to this, it's going to be, it's going to be too late. So as things become more, uh, cost more, as utility prices go up, as rent prices go up, we're going to show you that. And you're sitting here not being aggressive on doing what you need to do to make it in this world. And you're like, oh, I need to get a job and reparations. And guys, it's time to go. It's go time now. 70% of Americans seeking a second job to combat rising costs. Uh, this is probably higher than that. And not only that, women are seeking sugar daddies, right? They're seeking sugar daddies. And that's and you. or they're seeking relationships. Because this is how they get out of debt. Remember, I played the one video of the one sister. Just come on. I need a roommate that I can have sex with and I can pay these bills. Just come on. Just come on. Why are women acting like they are relationship material more than ever? Because they need you. Desperation. And that's you. We already seen this. They're feeling the crunch. They're feeling the numbers. They're like, what's going on here? Are they going to get a second job? Many of them have two jobs and they're still coming to you and that's you they still need a sugar daddy how many women on twitter just look this up look up on twitter and say i need a sugar daddy and look at the amount of young women going i need a sugar daddy forget it they're throwing in the towel this is a result of the economy and remember everything's economy everything you can kind of draw back to economy or some sort of classism Racism and sexism is somewhere down nor near the bottom. Sure, it has something to do with it, but it's an economic thing. Yes, the homosexuals are here. The hey stranger is here. Why do you think so many black women in particularly are worried about, and these are ugly black women, I mean, it's not the most attractive ones. These are women that are probably going to be impacted by men going to travel. There's been a very much a, 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 um, 
a negative response about men going on passports. You can go over there and you're just going to take y'all broken and just, you know what I mean? It's kind of like that plantation politics where y'all, y'all going to go get free and they ain't going to let you. Uh, you can go over there. There's been a rebuking of this by them. And the reason why is it's going to be an economic effect to them. It's not that they want you and need you. It's not that they like you and respect you. They just don't like you doing it because it takes money out of their pocket. It takes options out of their pocket. So this is what's happening, and this is be, this is being caused by the economy. All right. Y'all still not believing me on these economic trends. All right, all right. Uh, let's see here. My computer's like, yo, check this out. Check this out. If I pop off, it'll take me a couple minutes. I'll be back on. Stubbornly high rents, food prices boost US, U.S. inflation in August. Have your rent prices gone up? Have your rent prices gone up? Your rent's due, motherfucker. Yes, they have. I mean, I've seen them go up exponentially, especially in the high-income areas already. I've seen them somewhat go up 20-something 20, 20 percent easily. I remember I moved. I just moved from Newport Beach. I had a place that I was renting for a nice, pretty penny. All right, I don't know about it. I never really tell y'all the price because y'all really be like, damn, CGA got it. They put that thing up uh, $2,000 more when I moved out. They offered it for $2,000 more, <laughs> okay, when I moved out. Yes, indeed. Your rent's due, motherfucker. Now, guess what? Somebody said they paid off their house. You're in, you in a situation right here. So rents are going up. Your income's not going up. Cost of food's going up. There's desperation out there. Significant desperation. This is forcing people to consider a second job or a side hustle or to sell their booty. <laughs> sell their booty. What about this? Income needed to afford a house. Income needed to afford a house or get into a relationship. Let's all not consider that. Oh, I need a relationship. I'm looking for somebody now. Why? It's pretty simple. The economy is crushing your ass. All right, here we go right here. And I, by the way, I wrote about this in my book, The Evolution. They're going to switch course. All of a sudden, when the economy crashes, they're going to come knocking at your door, whether they're selling you boo-hoo tea, boo-hoo tea, or they're looking for a relationship. All of a sudden, the women are going to get nicer. They're going to start getting nicer or they're going to start selling fee pictures. Oh, I don't want to think I would do nothing like that. They're going to start selling fee pictures. All of a sudden, soft girl error. All of a sudden, they're not pushing through no more. Income needed to afford a house. This is in, uh, they're, they're taking a couple of cities. Oh, wait a minute. They're taking a couple of cities here. This is what's going on. Remember, this is what's going on the, in, in the economy. Austin, Texas, ranked number one to afford typical house at 30% of household income. Austin, Texas, to afford a house in 2020, you needed to make $76,000. Today, $160,000. More than double the income. Boston, same thing. Boston, you needed it slightly under 100,000 and it's expensive to live in Boston. Now you need to make 170. All right, anyone Columbus, Ohio, you needed to make 40, 46,000. Now you need to make 80. I mean, these are almost figures that represent the top 15% of earners, the top 15% of earners. 
California, Los Angeles, you needed $120,000. Now you need $220,000. And that's a starter home at a million dollars. If you want, and now somebody say, no, nah, coach, you can go live in Corona, Riverside, and Compton. I ain't going to do it. I'm not going to buy a $600,000 house in Compton or a $600,000 house in Corona. I ain't doing it. You can do it, but I ain't going to do it. People always want to tell you where to live cheaper. I don't live cheaper. I live places. I live, I live uh, for peace of mind. I only buy places where my peace of mind is going to be cool. Right. I don't buy places just to live cheaper so I can live next to cows and smell hot, burning ass grass <laughs> like I'm living in Vegas. But anyway, Las Vegas, Nevada, fifty thousand dollars in twenty twenty. Now you need one hundred and six. And by the way, I actually talked about this when we were talking about owning real estate. And I said, the problem is the problem is by, by the time the real estate gets to where it is, you're going to have to have earned more to get less. You're going to have to own more to get less. And by the time you qualify for that, it's going to be a feeding frenzy. So much so that the people who are migrating to your area because of the economy, they're leaving Los Angeles to go to Las Vegas. Their mindset is a $300,000, $400,000 house is cheap. They don't need a $300,000, $400,000 house or a $500,000, $600,000 house, but they'll buy one because it's cheap from where they come from and they have the income. But the locals don't have the income. The locals already been in the mindset of, a, of achieving $50,000 dreams. Now, when they see the migration of the people that come in and bump the housing market up a tick, the locals cannot afford it anymore. And this is what happens in these markets. They can't afford it anymore because people are migrating to their area and buying up all the high price. Once they buy, actually was in Dallas when I was considering moving to Dallas and Las Vegas. And um, I'm walking around in the, in, by SMU. And there was a guy on the phone. And I told my kids, listen to his conversation. He was super loud. And he was like, hey, what we're going to do is we're going to sell this house. Uh, we're going to put it on the market. We're going to sell it for $900,000. And somebody from California will buy it because they'll buy anything. That was his conversation on the phone. And I was like, see? I went to some open houses in Dallas and they were like, man, these houses don't stay on the market long. He was like, because people are coming from California and they'll buy it at whatever. In their mind, a $800,000 house is a steal. But to a local, it's high. <laughs> to a local, they're like, I ain't paying no $800,000 for that because they only make $50,000. But a person moving from California been making 120, 125, and he's still been out of the market. So he goes to another place, bumps the market up, and now the locals can't afford it. Somebody says, I bet they're sorry now. The Californians could be sorry. But I think at that time, the marketplace was still aggressive. What other states that we're looking at here? In Houston, income needed in 2020. Uh, $48,000 to qualify for a house to afford it. Now you need 87,000. This is a significant jump, significant. Miami, 57. Now you need 117. These are all based on the, um, based on Zillow, source Zillow in the U.S. census. In Seattle, 102. Now you need 192. Okay. I can't, I can't punch in cities and states because 
and I'm not going to Hawaii, but I can't punch in city or state. They just listed 15 here. 15. Pittsburgh, you needed 34, now you need 57. That's significant because people in Western Pennsylvania don't make that much money. And it's not like they build in houses left and right in Pittsburgh. They are, but not that much. So you're going to be priced out of the market. Yeah, Boise, Idaho experienced that a while ago. U.S. home prices cool at faster rates as record on record as pandemic boom ends. This is as of yesterday's article. So the whole boom of the pandemic is end. The prices are cooling off. The Fed has raised the infl- uh, raised the Fed price. They've raised the price. Mortgage rates have been affected, and now you're seeing a cooling off, which was intended. And now, if you bought at the peak of the market, which was in the last probably six to eight months. You're about to start seeing a dip. You're going to see a dip in your home value. You're going to see a slowing down of the market. People who are looking to sell now, you're probably going to have to bring your housing price down. Don't think of what it sold at 2020 and 2021 prices. If you put your house on the market now, you're not going to get what you think because the because not many people are borrowing money to buy houses. Okay, you're not going to have 20 offers. Depending on where you are, you're not going to have 20 offers. Um, I wanted to show you all that. Last thing, and I'll go to some super chats. Check this out. Eviction rates in the courts. These are all recent articles. And I just wanted to show you this as a Google. Uh, County approves $4 million to help renters facing eviction. This is six hours ago in the Houston Chronicle. Again, this is the middle to lower class. Mostly. Some people are in the upper class are taking advantage of these deals. Okay, right here. Uh, Landlords frustrated with court backlogs. This is three weeks ago, missing thousands in rent payment. So, yeah. Your rent's due, motherfucker. This is two days ago. Waiting time for Hennepin County eviction hearings grows to four weeks, I'm assuming. Evictions in Pittsburgh are back to pre-pandemic level three weeks ago. L.A. plans to end C-19 protection against eviction rent heights one month ago. A new Dallas County court ruling might make it easier for tenants, some tenants, to avoid um, eviction. Thousands, wait, thousands, thousands waiting for help as rental assistant decline looms six days ago. Two days ago, the Hennepin County Eviction backlog estimated at four months. Your rent's due, motherfucker. We are in some really critical times. We're in some really critical times. Yeah, somebody says being a landlord in L.A. must suck. They actually have up until 2023 for many of these evictions. They, people haven't been paying rent for almost two years in Los Angeles. So you, if you own rental property and your tenant is going to use rental assistance, which you don't know once they rent, they're going to say, y'all know I'll pay it off. And then they all of a sudden two, three months in. So, oh, no, I can't pay it off. You're not getting any money. So it's on to uh, uh, that. These are going to cause problems two and three years down the line. There's actually a guy, a homeless guy that is now a squatter on a homeowner's porch. And that homeowner can't do anything about it. They've called the police. They've done everything they can. They've threatened a person. And this home homeless person has squatted on their front porch. (laughs) 
and they're having problems. They're calling the news and all of this stuff. Guys, this has been something that's been coming along. This isn't happened yesterday. These are the direct results most of the time of some policies that you voted for. The attitude that will never decline. And I think we haven't seen the bottom of it. I think this market is actually hit. We have not. Yeah, the purge law in Chicago, the them making laws that says you can steal up to a, up to one thousand dollars before being prosecuted. You're not going to get arrested. You'll just get a citation. They're letting criminals out. Purge law. People are desperate. This is going to be interesting times. I if you think there's optimism here, right? And you, if you think it's time to date. And you think it's time to go Mac and run game and, and get a woman and build with her. If you think that it's time for that and it's not time to get your ship in order by doing the four things that I told you to do, which is learn a skill. All right. Don't carry debt. It is not the time to do any of that. Monetize a skill. Do whatever you want. Build a brand. Build leverage. If, you, if you're not doing that and you're prioritizing body count, you're out of your mind. <laughs> Whoever's pushing that to you is not helping you. It's not that you can't get women. It's that it is not the time to get women. All right. Shout out to Abel Returns to Eden. My dear brother, he says, never lend money or help get a job or contact to family. Yes, don't do it. He says, friends or ex-exes, for they will always be envious and unappreciative. Yeah, I don't think it's time for that either. It's not time to hook people up. I think it's sink or swim. It's, it's protect yourself. And even going as far as protecting your property, because the government uh, government agencies, they're not arresting homeless people. They're, there's going to be somebody that says, why you arrest that homeless person? They needed a place to live. And your porch was looking good to them. You can't do nothing about that. Mm. <laughs> Nobody's arresting people and putting them in jail. They're opening the jails. So don't think the government agency is going to look out for your best interest and they're doing what's right. Many times you will find these government agencies going, you ain't got no rights. You're going to be shocked. Hey, uh, police, man, there's somebody camped out on my porch. They're like, and they got rights. You don't remember everything that's left is right. Everything that's wrong is right. Everything that's right is wrong. Most of y'all voted for this, by the way. Most of y'all voted for this. Really, really, it was really bad. I mean, we weren't headed this way. Uh, Roscoe, day soul. Hey, coach, thanks for the message. I like to know the levels of disrespect from male acquaintances and how to handle that appropriately. Uh, what you do with male acquaintances is, is this. Uh, male acquaintances sometimes, um, if they do have disrespect, either they're your homeboy, right? If you grew up with somebody and y'all had that game where y'all played the dozens, that's one thing. But if they're disrespectful to you, it's either out of envy or they're trying to have hierarchy over you, right? Um, I would say if that's what they're doing, do not accept it. You got to eliminate these people, okay? It's not just eliminating women. Some men are headed to a path of nowhere. Some men are. Many men are. And if they see you slightly getting better, they're going to pull you back, crabs in a bucket, if you will. But never accept disrespect from men because they are not needed. Unless they are somebody that you need, they're your boss or something like that. Or you're like, okay, I got to do what I got to do to make it here. All right, but men are envious and jealous many times at the slightest thing. And they show it by disrespecting you, right? Trying to put you in your place. 
And you can ill afford to be around people like that. You can't afford it. They're, they're useless to you. If they have no value to you, you got to not be around them anymore. And until you figure that out, a lot of guys are stuck right there. There's no loyalty there. Trust me, there's no loyalty. There's no need for that. And this is common of men in their 20s. You, you, you go through this early teens and into your 20s. You don't need these people. Trust me. I've had great friends that I've matured past or they matured past me. And we were friends and our friendship is somewhere stuck at age 25. Beyond that, we're on a different level and we outgrew each other. But we're still cool and all that stuff. We could probably hang out for an hour and get some laughs and sniggle a little bit. And then it's back on to where my maturity is and where they are. Stop believing. So, yeah, stop believing that you can take everybody with you from your 20s and 30s and 40s. It's not like that. We all grow up. We all, all grow people. Okay. And you got to put them to the side. If you feel like they're disrespecting you and it's affecting your mentality, put them to the side. Move on from them. Not everybody wants to mature. Uh, it's it's sad though. I bailed on my friends probably like around 22, 23. And I started, that's when I started. Um, I knew what I wanted to do and I knew my direction. I was like, I'm gonna be a college basketball head coach. And I did the step, step, steps. And my friends were like, Oh, you don't kick it no more. You don't come around no more. Yep. I about grew them and actually bumped into one of my homeboys from that, that era. And when I went to the Chargers Raiders game, he was in there and he's done very well with his life. And we used to kick it, not not deep, but we used to kick it with all that group of friends. And he saw me, hey, man, what's up? And we showed each other love. We dapped it up and we was like, we'll catch up, you know, and we moved on. But what most people would do, oh, man, let's hang out tomorrow. Let's do this next week. No, nah, no, nah, I mean, that was in the past. But that guy, man, he was cool. But, um, you know, we went to college together. And that was that. There's no need to go up past that. I think a lot of people hold on to way too many people. <laughs> you know what I mean? People to me are not to be hung on to. I don't know, man. I'm not a clingy person like that. But uh, yeah, does it make you lonely and all that shit? Yeah, but I ain't. I don't need too many people in my life. Not like that. Not like that. All right. Uh, oh, I'm over here now. Cash app time. Oh, we, oh, Jay Flo is reminding us. It is the 28th. Oh, don't remind us. It's the 28th. Your rent's due, motherfucker. There's some women right now, ladies and some men. There's some men. Yeah, absolutely. But there's some ladies right now that are behind about $750 on a rent right now. And I know they're about to be calling me up any day right now, any day. Hey, big head. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> I miss you. Can I come see you? I'm going to get these texts right now from probably today on into tomorrow, on into the 7th of the, uh, October. And I'm like, yep. <laughs> Some of them I can help. I think I can help you. You No, I can't help you. It's crazy. Oh, man, what a time to be alive. Thank you, ladies. Uh, shout out to Leary. Did I give you love her and love you, love you, coach? Appreciate all you do. God bless. Thank you, Leary. I don't know if I got you because my computer reset. B is for baller, says yesterday's price is not today's price, Fat Joe. Yesterday's price is not today's price. And we talked about that, too. 
what was the price yesterday is not the price tomorrow. Okay, what it cost to be into my to be involved in my life yesterday is not what it is today. Are people able to have this mindset? Pimp Skywalker says people are in your life for seasons. That's it. Uh, people who expect people to be in your life, uh, you know, even even relationships. We had our fun. We outgrew each other. It's okay. C Dub says, folks. This new monetary system is coming, whether you want to believe it or not. He says, and it's all built on the blockchain. They literally tell you this in the news. Not many people, um, not many people are keeping up to date. I swear to God, they're not. He says, load it up, load up on utility coins. It uses before you can't anymore. And he's saying XRP, XDC, XLM, Algo, and QNT, QNT. But when it hits y'all, y'all going to be behind. Y'all going to be behind when they say, you know what, we're going to roll. And by the way, did you guys see my story that I posted? You know what most people believe is that they're going to make an announcement. And I've been telling you, they don't make announcements. <laughs> many times, how many times I got to tell you? Because when you, when I say something's going to happen, you're expecting Nancy Pelosi to jump up and say, all right, everybody. <laughs> what they do is they gradually and educate you and condition you to make the change. Just like uh, when I'm, everybody was like, we're going to a cashless society. No, we won't. We'll always have cash. Okay. You're waiting for them to make an announcement. We will go not use cash anymore. That's what blue pill mentality is. You think they're going to make an announcement. What they do is they make the conditions harder for you to use cash. And then they say, this is much easier. Oh, it's just easy. Tap your car. Oh, it's just easy. Transfer the money. Oh, it's just easy. Just, just do it this way. Oh, we got a, we got a coin shortage. We can't take dollar bills no more. There's no announcements. They just change the conditions, and over time, you accept the conditions. Let me show you this right here. So people who are conspiracy theories all, often are right because over time, their, their, their thought ends up being true, but people don't realize it was true because they didn't see the change. People just thought that they were just going to make an announcement. Oh, we're, we're screwed. Or we're going to screw you. No more cash. They just make it hard. For instance, if you go to a football game, which I've been going to a lot of sporting events, that's kind of what I do to relax and decompress. When you go to get snacks, <laughs> yep, when you go get snacks, when you pay for parking, when you buy the tickets, you spend zero cash. Zip. You don't spend one piece of cash. Not one. Not a dollar is peeled back. Not a dollar is peeled back for any of those things. You done bought the tickets online. They're on your phone. Then you pay for the parking, probably not with cash, probably not unless you park off-site. Then you did what? You went to go get snacks, a beer, water, peanuts, hamburgers, and they say, no cash. Oh, we don't take cash. I sent my kid up one time. We were at a football game. And I was like, go get some snacks. He went up there. They sent his ass back. Oh, they don't take cash. If your kids don't have debit cards and your kid says, I want to go to the movies. And you send the, send the, your kid with cash. He's going to hopefully have to have somebody pay for them when he gets there. You're not paying with cash. Now, what comes with this? What comes with this? Well, once you go to cashless, you can then raise the prices 
because you're used to spending with cash and you got the cash in your hand. You're like, oh, this costs this costs 25 bucks. Like, wow. You go, wow, there's a 20, there's a five. You're conscious of it. But when you have it cashless, this is all mental games. This is what I would do. When you have it cashless, it could be $35. You're not peeling the money back. You don't see the value. You just slide the card in. You barely even look at the register. <laughs> and then they charge you a service fee. And then they spin the tablet over. And then they ask you for a tip. And then the person looking at you like this. Before I go get your food, let me see if you give me a tip. They ask for a freaking tip. All of a sudden, $50-11 for a glizzy and two drinks. <laughs> Service fee, tip. They bump the value up all the way up to $35 for something that's worth $20. What are you going to do? You're going to slide your card. Bam. I'm telling you guys, it's what it is. But this is how they do it. Oh, I want to show you this. I want to show you this. Let me see if I can find it because I don't have it ready to prepare. But I shared it on an Instagram story uh, of the Zelle commercial. Again, NPC stuff here. I'm not against it. I'm just showing you kind of how they condition you. Oh, here it is. Let me see if I can play it on my thing here. Again, NPC oh, here we go. Stuff here. I'm not against it. I'm just wait. Where's the where's the audio coming from? The audio's coming somewhere. I heard I heard some feedback. Oh, I think it's on my phone. <laughs> I was like, what the hell's going on here? All right. Okay. Here's the commercial from Zell. I shared it on my Instagram story. Let's see here. Play it. Okay, so here it is right here. Whenever we need to get paid back, we always ask for Zelle. I know, but we use different banks. Zelle works even if you bank somewhere different than we do. Just take the money. With Zelle, the money goes straight into my bank account. Put it in your pocket. I prefer it in my bank account. So what did you hear there? What did you hear there? That was a simple exchange, a common. The common exchange was, here, I owe you money. He peeled back the... He peeled back the money in cash. And he said the guy went into NPC mode and he dropped this, he dropped this drink. He said, I don't take money in cash. It is better if you sell it to me. And the guy said, This is a Zell commercial. And the guy was like, just take the cash. And he was like, I want it in Zell. Guys, look. <laughs> he glitched. He glitched. Now, when you see that commercial, you're going to need to see that 50, 11 times before you're programmed with that. You're going to be programmed with that. Oh, it's easier for me to take it in Zelle. And now most people do do that. Hey, you owe me $5. I'll sell it to you. I'll zip it to you. I'll PayPal it to you. I'll do whatever. You see what I'm saying? We're getting less at, at we're less adept at accepting cash. And now they're telling you, they're conditioning you. They're creating the circumstance around you being more accustomed to deal with it digitally. Therefore, they also said, we're going to dip into your Zelle account and your PayPal and your Cash App. And if it has more than $6,000 in it, you're going to have to claim it. But it's conspiracy theory. 
that we're going to a castless society. You see what I mean? This is what we're battling here. A lot of people, and they'll do it over time to where you're conditioned to do it, to where it wasn't an announcement. They just did it. And they condition you to believe, oh, this is just easier. It's simpler. No, no, don't give me cash. Just, 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 just pay balance. You see what I'm talking about? Anyway, just prepare for these things. And it's not bad. Well, it just gives them more control. Without a doubt. It just gives them more control. And at that point, they can then see your transactions as opposed to you just giving it here and there. Uh, shout out to no government name. He says, ever since word spread about my new six-figure job, some of my friends have gotten cold with me. Again, male jealousy. Male jealousy is a thing. Um, we talk about this. Um, people knew I had. I, I gave you the example of, of the Nova bite back all of a sudden. People start jumping in on that. I was like, we've been talking about Nova for a good year. I've been making videos about her for a good year. I had her on my vlog channel for a year, and we explained what it was. It wasn't a secret. Now, all of a sudden, when I said, oh, I'm going to make a channel and monetize, then there was bite back. Then there was a time to try to bring you back down. We're going to bring you back down, and then we're going to clarify what it is, and you're lying about this. When there was completely, there was evidence with it, and it's just a simple case of male jealousy. Anytime you try to go, I'm going to take off with this, I'm going to monetize it, then they want to classify it as what they want to see it is. And it's it's a sad thing, but we talk about women jealousy, but male jealousy is probably more destructive to you because you guys are loyal to men. You guys are loyal to men. He says, brother's not allowed to make money on YouTube. You know that. That's a sad thing, Ghost, Ghost Wild Black. Ghosting Wild Black. If a black man tries to make money on YouTube, you will hear all kind of NPCs and normie. Oh, you broke, and this the only thing you're good at, and you trying to make money over here? Oh, my Lord. Meanwhile, Mr. Beast makes $50 million a year doing the exact same thing. And let me just tell you this. Let me tell you this. There's people that make more money than me and work way less on YouTube. <laughs> Somebody said, not just YouTube, making money, period. Yep. And in this economy, that's who you have to worry out about, rare about if you're doing well. They're going to bring you down. But if a black man is making money, dude, they make more money than me with way less. I'll be on here six hours and I make way less money. They drop one video per day, maybe two videos per day, and they just be out there killing it. It's crazy. But um, YouTube is, if I hear one more person say, you're desperate or you're a grifter or you you make money via YouTube and this is the best thing you've ever done. You have no accomplishments other than your YouTube. I'm going to say you got to be the dumbest guy. You're either jealous or or you haven't even caught up with the times. Like who would say something like that in an economy like this? If somebody has the ability to do that, which people are doing very well, if you really, really knew. There's a woman right now making dog videos that makes $200,000 a month, and she quiet about it like this. You wouldn't even know. I knew a woman that had an Instagram page. I can't remember what the page is, but we were connected by a couple of degrees. And so soon as I started making my impact on Instagram, one of my colleagues and one of my former clients came to me. She was like, oh, yeah, there's this girl up in Newport Coast. 
she has this Instagram page and she made $200,000 a month. Now, it wasn't a feed picture. It was like a meme page. It was a meme page. And that was like, she made six figures a month off that meme page. And I looked it up, millions of followers. Her face wasn't on it. She didn't have no feet, no booty, no nothing. All she did was repost memes. <laughs> and they showed me a picture of the girl. She looked like a regular ass normie. She was out there. She just had her. I'm like, oh, my Lord. It is crazy. It is crazy what's going on here. The digital and meme pages are, uh, yeah, caption gods. <laughs> meme pages, have you guys noticed? And I just got monetized on Instagram. So they are paying you for reels because they're trying to get competitive against TikTok on reels. So now they pay content creators for reels. And they now then monetize me soon, probably about a couple of months ago to make money on reels. So I'm going to post memes. Forget all that. Now I got to be careful when I post memes because it's kind of got to be closely related to my subject, which then can get people heated. And then they start reporting your memes. But these same memes come from other Instagram pages and they don't get reported. Only when I put it in my context do they get reported. And many times it's either by males, male content creators, jealousy people, or NPC women that come over here and they try to take down my, my page. Somebody says you can monetize reels. Yes, you can, sir. If you um, want to know more about this, I talked about this and the money mindset stream about how capable you are, how far this can go. It's further than most people know. And many people will say this. Why are you posting so much on Instagram? Now, a person that's on the other side, like I am, I'm a content creator. I see exactly what the page is doing. They'll post eight memes a day. And some people will say, why are you posting this meme? And why are you posting that meme? Let's like, take, for instance, Worldstar. Worldstar, uh, Bleacher Report. Um, uh, what's the other one that, um, I can't remember that guy's name. They'll start posting any meme. And people will be in the comment section going, this is not sports. Or Worldstar, they'll post, the, the Shade Room. The Shade Room is another example. Barstool, Barstool Sports. They'll post eight, nine memes a day. Hollywood Unlocked. They'll post eight, nine, ten memes a day. Now you're thinking, why are they posting this? This doesn't make sense. Blah, blah, blah. I'm going, they're making a killing off of those memes. They're killing it by posting, reposting a meme. See, this is all the stuff that I tell you on the money mindset. They make a lot of money reposting memes. And you'll see it. They'll, it'll be on this channel, and then they'll go to this page, and that same meme will be on that channel. And the same meme will have 200,000 views, 200,000 likes, 1 million views, and it's all this. I'm rich, Come on, man. <laughs> it is what it is. Yep, little Duval. Off memes. So <laughs> it's what it is. I'm I'm sad. I'm sad that I'm telling you guys these secrets on this free airway right here. What you guys don't know. Remember, there was this guy, um, Lil Bootsy. Bootsy. Bootsy was mad because they took down his Instagram page. He wasn't mad because, oh man, 
I, I don't have a means. I don't have an IG page. He was mad. Go back and listen to his interviews on Vlad. He was mad because it affected his money. He was like, I was making a bag off of my IG page, a bag, sponsorships, uh, them monetizing reels, reposting memes, conversation. There's no copyright. If I put something out on, there's no copyright on a meme. There's no copyright on a meme. Now, a person can say, that's my meme. Why are you sharing it? The best they can do is say, give me credit. Credit me so they can come to my page and do what? Click on their memes. So this is all game. This is all game. This is the real game that matters. And if you think this is low ball stuff, you think this is stuff that don't matter? We're talking about people that make $10,000 a month just on Instagram and TikTok. We've gone through all of these on the Money Mindset Group. How do you join? How do you join? You join by going on the Patreon. Go on the Patreon. $50 level. Every week we do this. And we break this down. We break this down. You guys don't really know. And again, the whole point to this is there's a lot of people that are still going, oh, you're a loser. You're making money on the internet or you're trying to make money on the internet. Are you serious? In this economy, you're going to fault somebody on trying to make money in this economy? This is a money game. This is where the money is. When you're building a brand, this all matters. We're going to get to the building a brand thing last. But never look at somebody and go, you know, uh, why are they doing this, <laughs> right? And I always look at it and go, always follow the money. Always follow the money. It is always going to be, why are they posting four TikToks a day? They're obviously monetized or they're trying to get monetized or they're looking for attention. It's one, two, or three. Why is the girl jiggling her booty on my Instagram? Well, go to her link tree. Go to her link tree. Click it. She's just going to do a dance like this. And you're like, oh, this loser. She's just looking for attention. She's an attention whore. Go to her profile. Click on link tree. It's going to be a link under her profile. Click it. Probably she has over close to a million followers, if not a half. And she has an OnlyFans. It's or a YouTube. It ain't that hard to tell. <laughs> it's pretty simple. And guys, it ain't going nowhere. It's not going backwards. This economy, which you would call social media or content creation, is not going backwards anytime soon. Like you're thinking, oh, this will be dead at some particular point and the bubble will burst. It will, but it ain't tomorrow. It will burst, but it won't be tomorrow. <laughs> it might burst for one person because I've had mine burst. But it ain't it ain't tomorrow and it ain't next year and it ain't in 10 years. Remember, we're going into the metaverse. This is the blue chip mindset stream like the like the hit the like button. We're going in what you would call the metaverse, which people are already in. You're already in it. So don't bucket. We're going. This is going to get bigger. Meaning you're going to have goggles with Instagram. You're going to have goggles with YouTube. You're going to have goggles with. And eventually you won't even have goggles. You'll have glasses. 
Everybody will have this right here in a little, they'll be like this. <laughs> right here. And in the corner right here is going to be your IG, your YouTube, and your. that's where we're going, bro. It's not going backwards to where you're going to make money, your best money, just, just plugging away inside. <laughs> and then you know where it's going? Contact lenses. In your contact, it won't be in my lifetime. It won't be in my lifetime. But they're going to be contact lenses. And you're going to be able to just, see. Now, you can get on this train or you can hate guys that are doing this and women that are doing this. But this is probably the most open market in terms of income than any other market right now. Other than you already have money to invest in other things and pump and dump a stock. Other than that, you as a normal person can be monetized on one or many one of many social media platforms and make more money than you ever think that you ever can think is possible. He said, "You never know." Okay, if you have a moral stance on this, thinking, "Well, this isn't right," and this is the degradation of society. Remember, I said earlier. Behind every great fortune lies a great crime. If you want the moral stance and say, this will be the downfall of society. This will make everybody dumb. Well, everybody's dumb already. And we're not putting this back into the box. We're not taking anybody back off of Instagram. We're not taking anybody off of Snapchat. We're not going to get people to go, oh, man, this is, the this is a bad thing. Get rid of their cell phone. That ain't happening. The great crime or the moral stance that you have that's preventing you from crossing this line into going into this economy, that's going to be your problem. You're going to miss the train. Or you don't want to sell your soul, fine. That's going to be your moral stance. But unfortunately, your next door neighbor has a, has a collection of cars, classic cars, and he's monetized. And he never leaves his off. He never leaves his home. He and his wife are in full support of each other. They're making money with automobiles or a dog or a cat. Making money hand over fist. Or their wife is selling peace lead pictures, feet pictures. <laughs> Yo, come on, man. It's no stopping it. This, there's no going back. So it's either you get in or you stay out based on your moral stance. But we're giving you game. Uh, by the way, there's another one. I'm sorry, man. This is going to be a three-hour stream anyway. But I'm going to get to these Super Chats. By the way, I know, uh, I think it's Mr. Beast. There was one video. Oh, it was Ninja. Ninja, the video game guy. He kind of fell off or whatever he's doing because he tried to go monetize on another platform. It really didn't work. But um, I was watching his story, and I was watching how he came up. And I went to watch some of his videos. I wasn't very, in, I wasn't entangled in what he did, but I was watching the process. And I watched Ninja doing his live streams. His wife or his girlfriend came in. She walked in, plain Jane Becky. None of these two people looked impressive. They didn't look rich. They weren't blingy. His wife came in, and she needed to do something in the corner here. And then somebody acknowledged her, or he acknowledged her. He was like, oh, what you doing? She was like, I need to get this. And then she got it. She walked back out, and she was just like, before she walked, oh, hi, everybody. Plain Jane Becky, you wouldn't even know 
they was making money hand over fist. <laughs> I was like, and guess who was in full support? Guess who was like, baby, go on the stream. Go on and make your money. You're not a loser. Play your video games. The wife. She was like, do what you got to do. I'll just, guess what? Now, now, on our side, you would have a girl that met you. She manages, yeah, she's the manager or something like that. Exactly. Same thing with Donovan Sharp. Same thing. You guys are making this more complicated than it is. Well, look at her and judging her by her looks. Meanwhile, <laughs> behind the scenes, she has a great impact. And they're together. How many, how many women could you meet today that would ride with you on your social media ascent? I'm asking you a question. How many people will ride with you and say, oh, you make money on social media, I'll join in and I'll help you. I'll help you do this. Here's my value. I know how to do this and that. I know how to do this and that. Let's add to this. None. It's very much rare. As a matter of fact, I, I've met women. I've met women and I was like, oh, I do this for social media. And they, uh, instead of going, wait a minute, what? Oh, let me ride on that. You know what? As a matter of fact, I could be a benefit to you. Oh, let's ride on that. As a matter of fact, I will love my social media to get a boost. Matter of fact, teach me everything you know. Nope. They ain't doing it. They like, nope. <laughs> so I said, can't be none. You just mentioned one. Yeah. So not very many. They don't get it. It never clicks in their head. It never clicks in their head, but this is the miss. This is the miss uh, opportunities that people have here. But then they're always broke. They're not patient. Actually, some women will be like, okay, I'll do it. And they'll do it for about a week. And they'll be like, nah, this ain't it because they want to be rich off of it fast. They don't want to go through the process. And I'm going, you're missing out, missing out big time. And you're going into the mindset. I need a job. I need to go. They'll work at Wendy's. They'll work at Wendy's <laughs> when they could just easily be like, okay, be, just sit in the background right here. Sit in the background right here and dangle your feet. In my screen right here, ladies, just sit right here. Oh, by the way, I actually had another, a couple of women that wanted me to help them. I've actually had at least four women ask me, can I help them with their social media? I told them what it would take and they was like, nah, that's okay. And they still broke. They still chasing the next rent payment. I think about it. Oh, well, in the future, I want to be a college professor. So, okay, you can roll with that. But wow, you still selling puss. <laughs> you still got to sell puss in the mix of you trying to be a college professor. Okay. I mean, listen, if that's the decision you make, I understand it. But you still getting ejaculated on for money. You do that instead of. <laughs> Why? Because it's easy. There's no work done. I just have to lay there and let him finish. That's no work. But doing social media, that's going to be work. Um, you mean wait till they send me a check? Nah. I swear. When we talk about unplugging from the blue pill mentality, this is what we're talking about. Not a lot of people want to do the work. You guys will start doing social media for two weeks and you'll find out how hard it is 
and you won't do the key thing, which is consistency and building a brand. We're going to talk about that. Shout out to Speaking My Mind says, learn how to move in a room full of vultures. Learn how to move in a room full of vultures. All right, I missed one up here. I missed a couple. But most people are mostly vultures, especially if you go out to a nightclub. People ain't there to celebrate you. People there to figure you out. Uh, shout out to Roman Bravo. He says they have incentives to not only go cashless, but to do it on credit with the points. Oh, that's kind of the, how they tie you in, right? Tie you in. Oh, you get points with this. You get points with that, right? So that's a tie-in, and that's basically going to wipe out cash. All right. Masculine Brotherhood, Coach, I work for T-Mobile. They have a technician in certain stores and locations where they fix your phone in person. Well, all of these technicians got fired about two days ago. Wow, wow. Man, the barbarian is here. Guys, when the layoffs start being acknowledged by the media, that means people already got laid off. Speaking my mind, shout out to you, Han Solo Shop. He says, uh, if you're making good money, is it is it safer to move in stealth mode? Sorry, if you're making good money, it is safer to move in stealth mode. Yep. I'm noticing, remember what a millionaire, he says, I don't get it. I'm not sure what you don't get. Maybe be, uh, because they got fired, meaning layoffs are happening. I think that's what you were referring to. Layoffs are happening, and nobody's acknowledging that it's happening. Um. Um, if you think about what a millionaire used to look like, it was the guy. A penny saved is a penny earned. And he was eating Grey Poupon, driving in a Rolls Royce, wearing a three-piece suit, tie, going to work, going to his banker's job, watching the board, investing. That's what a millionaire used to look like. You know what a millionaire looks like now? Baseball cap, polo shirt, if that, shorts and a t-shirt. That's you. That person could be a millionaire. <laughs> you won't even know it. Meanwhile, the people in the three-piece suit broke as a joke. Mm. Broke. Living paycheck to paycheck. So that's how fast the times change. I actually had a friend of mine. This was back in the day, though, but he he's a millionaire. Okay. He had invested some money. He was driving a nice sports car. He is a little guy. We went to high school. He sucked. He was a D student in high school. He barely graduated. Um, he was one of those guys that's he's the he's the Grant Cardone of of success. Anyway, we end up seeing each other, and then we bumped into each other at a nightclub. He's walking around the nightclub, white t shirt. He's a little guy, white t shirt, regular pants, <laughs> and he's walking up to women. He's talking to them. The women just brushing them off, and I'm like, damn. I was like, they don't even know. It's like they don't even know they're talking to a millionaire right now. Like, not to say that they would talk to him because he had money, but let's just be frank. If they knew he had money, they would talk to him. They just given him the brush off. The same things happening today. The same things happening today. You will come to my YouTube because I really don't. I'm not a flashy guy other than the car. Right. And some of the things that I have. But I'm in here with a dingy ass. Old Navy shirt. I don't I don't brag on what I make, but there's not many men you've been exposed to that probably is doing as good as I am on a on a consistent basis. Let's just say that. 
I could be up in here, Kooji sweater, gold rim sunglasses, flashy ass watch. I could easily be doing that. But most YouTubers you watch, and I gave you some game about Kevin Samuels. I won't repeat it here. I gave you some game on the money mindset. There are some people here you watch on a daily basis that jump in their YouTube uniform. They jump in their YouTube uniform. And it's like this so you can relate. So you can relate to them. But let me just tell you, they're making a quarter of a million dollars a year, half a million dollars a year. You wouldn't even know it. Some of them are making a million dollars a year. You wouldn't even know it. <laughs> you wouldn't even have a freaking clue. I actually saw somebody break down a dating coach's video. And they kind of tried to expose him. And they used a seeking arrangement profile in which the person put what that person's net worth is and their annual income. And the guy was like, he don't make that much money. And I was like, I was like, based on the subscribers alone and the views this person gets, he makes an excess. He makes all that money. All that and then some. But people don't get it. I know. I realize that. People don't get it. People think people are, they think it's impossible. <laughs> but it's but it's okay, but that's what it should look like. So what I'm telling you is, what I'm telling you is, you don't want, and it's kind of a situation where you don't want to flex because most of the people that are watching you are your supporters, right? These are your sponsors. But it's not advantageous for you to flex on this channel unless your channel is a flex channel mr beast was offered one billion dollars for his channel yep and mr beast makes 52 million dollars a year he nobody would do it <laughs> somebody says salty cracker is in his garage with star Wars toys and he often makes 30k a live stream look at that guy i show speed Anybody go look him up. I can't look him up because my computer will crash. Go look up the YouTube personality. I show speed. Look at him. Look at him streaming. Look at the boy. Look at the young man. Look at him streaming. Look at his back room. Look at the bedroom. And then let me tell you how much that young man makes. A stream. A month. A year. You would not believe it. You wouldn't believe it. <laughs> he got swatted. What happened? He's crazy. He's out of his mind. He's kind of crazy. You wouldn't believe it. You'd be like, this guy's not turning that in per month. You wouldn't believe it. But he is. And it's sick. It would make you sick. So anyway. Where are we at here? What has got swatted? Shout out to you. Here we go. Oh, okay. Something happened to him. You would never know. And I like I I know a lot of YouTube content creators that are um that are um small. They make they get they which I say small. They have fifty thousand subs. I can almost guarantee you they're making five figures a month, but I'm not, I'm not ratting five figures, low five figures. If not 
high four figures a month. <laughs> oh, he got swatted by the police. Oh, wow. Anyway. But what I'm telling you is it's it's a bigger game than you realize if you're on the outside looking in. And I'm just trying to motivate you. I'm not trying to tell. I'm not just trying. I'm just trying to motivate you. If you're in the mindset that this is the wrong direction to go in and you're you're dumb and you you're low class, you're a low ball. You're looking at the next millionaires. Potentially, you're looking at the next billionaires for the top 20. Channels on YouTube. And when you pull it up, that person will not look like a billionaire. Are we clear? Sorry about going off on this. Are we clear? And this is not something you're trying to make money off of in a year. Mr. Beast is looking at 10 years from now, 20 years from now. All of these other channels are looking at what they can do in the next 20 years. Because it will be around for the next 20 years. And they want to be viable. They want to be there. Uh, let me hear. But if you want more of this, go to Money Mindset Series. I break all of this down. I show you the evidence. We take it. We take it. We look at everybody's potential. We look at everybody, um, what they're doing on every social media site. Oh, let me give you this. I'm giving y'all too much. I'm giving y'all too much. Money mindset, people. Shout out to Henry Resilient. It says YouTube money is real. A three-hour edit made over 1K. So Henry Resilience, thank you for sharing this. I'm just going to use you because I don't always want to use myself. Henry Resilient is a brother that's been watching me. Okay. Now, Henry Resilient, if you want to go check him out, he has a small channel, meaning his subscribers are low. But he had two videos that went viral, meaning they got 100,000 views or plus for a small channel. That's extremely viral. He just said that three hours it took to edit made $1,000 to him. And he has barely over 1,000 subscribers. But he's been here before. He has, he's had other channels, so he knows how to do it. Listen to me once again. He had a channel. He had a recent video in the last week that got over 100,000 views. That earned him $1,000. Now, tack that on to anybody you know. Do the math. <laughs> All right. Next point on this one is shout out to Nicholas N. He says, hello, coach gang. Bruce Wayne, them, and DiCaprio, them. Nothing less, nothing more, period. One more thing on this, The Rock, and I explained this to my Money Mindset group. I'm not going to go into detail. The Rock used to use his social media to have people brand with brands go to his platform and he charged them. It used to be on his website called Seven, $7 Production or something like that. You would go to his website and he would have a breakdown. He would say, my social media following is X. On Twitter, it's this 100,000 or this million. On Instagram, it's this million. On YouTube is this many million and on whatever else, Facebook is this many million. And he said, in order for me to work with you in my production company, you have to pay me per platform. Per platform. Meaning you're not going to, and a lot of people try to do this to me. Hey, post me, hey, do a collab, do this and that. No, I you're using my audience and you're trying to use it for free. 
So what The Rock said on his website, it's not on there anymore. He scrubbed this because now he posts his own brands. Let's get to this. He posts his own brands instead of other people's brands, but other people would actually try to get brand placement on his Instagram. And they would come to him and say, hey, post my brand on your Instagram, your TikTok, your mailing list, blah, blah, blah. And he said, oh, no, that's not how it works. You're going to post me. You're going to I'm going to charge you for every platform. Not just all my platforms. Some people once asked me in a mail, give me the access to my mailing list. Are you crazy? Look, you're going to I'm going to charge you per platform. Because you're accessing millions of people on each platform. Now, here's the game on this one. The Rock finally said, if you smell, he finally said, I'm not going to allow other people to advertise their stuff on my platform. I'm going to make my own what? Uh, tequila. He has his own movie company. He has his own sportswear line through Under Armour. He has his own shirts. He has his own. Um, there's another thing that he has on his own. He got his own stuff that he no longer needs other people because now he can sell his own tequila and he can brand it out. And does he brand it out and said, look, watch. Yeah, his energy drink. He has his own football league. So now when he posts, he posts stuff that directly benefits his pockets. He got his own energy drink, which is Zoa. I broke this down for my money mindset group. So now when you go on to his platform, The Rock does this, and it's genius. Oh, what a long night. He going to have his own pancake mix in a minute. He goes, oh, it's been a long night. What does he show you? He shows you a glass with a little bit of tequila in it. I doubt he drinks tequila every night. I doubt it. I doubt he unwinds with his tequila, but I'm damn sure on his Instagram, he shows you what a long night. Wow. He'll show you the bottle of tequila, a glass. Maybe he'll sip it, but he won't show him drinking it. He won't show him drinking it and he'll put the, the glass down. That's all you'll see. And guess what happens? I'm rich, you think. You think, oh, he's just enjoying some time and he wants to show us. No. Nope. He just probably made hundreds of thousands of dollars from that one post. I'm rich, bitch. Come on, man. Y'all need to think third dimensionally. Same thing with these personalities on YouTube. Oh, you're this and you that and you're loving your dog. Just say you're in love with your dog. Um, You're not thinking third dimensionally. Sure, I have a good relationship with the dog. But if you think that that's where it ends, you've mistaken yourself. I'm rich, bitch. See, people don't think past that. Same thing with these YouTube beefs. You think this is about beef? Most of the time, it's either about jealousy or both of them are about to make money. Do you think Jake Paul... And so I think what happened was people went over to my channel and they saw me nice to my dog. It looks like you love her, coach. What was I going to do? Make a video of me kicking her? Pause. What was you do? I was going to do sit over there holding masculine frame with my dog. I'm going to make a dog video. Sit down, Rover. Shut up. You think that I was going to do that or I was going to show love to the dog on the, there, on, on the video? 
You think I was going to sit over there? I'm a free agent and you dog do whatever. You think I was going to do that on the video or was I going to show love to the dog? Come on, man. I don't, I don't get it. But dudes don't get it. Most people are not with it. Most people are dumb. <laughs> looks like he's loved. Looks like he's a dog that look, look in his video. He's loving it and rubbing it and it's slobbering all over him. What was I going to do? Stand next to the dog like this. Look at it for eight minutes. <laughs> Throw the ball at the dog's face. What? <laughs> what was you going to think I put a, do a, a video out of the dog? What was you think I was going to do over there? Hold the masculine frame on the dog. Trying to hold masculine frame. All right, dog, do as I say. I'm going to look like I'm not having fun with you. And I'm going to make a lot of money. I'm <laughs> it's crazy. But again, people don't think. You guys don't think. <laughs> you guys don't think. I swear to God. Yeah, I was going to people's elbow the dog. I was going to put the dog. You're going to see me and the dog was going to be in a cage. I don't like you. <laughs> Yo. And this is a one chance I get to give you, share you this game. This is the this is the game. If I would have done that, people would be like, why would you put that on video? Right? You plan to make money off of this channel? You plan to make money off of this channel in three years? You, you plan on scratching the diamond, getting views, and that's how you're going to treat the dog? Come on, man. You just a dog dad now. No, it ain't. In three years. I'm rich, bitch. <laughs> so hell yeah, I'm gonna be over there. Here, Nova, you want some treats? Roll over. Play dead. <laughs> slobber all over me. For a thousand dollars, slobber on me. <laughs> Lick my face. <laughs> Look at him. CGA's a dog dad. Come on, guys. You guys got to think. You guys got to think a little more far ranging than this. But I get I get it. A lot of guys, you're stuck. You don't see the potential or anything. You really don't have a clue. You really don't have a clue. All right. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Here. Shout out to Doxy Trash. All right, he says, have a good summer living. He says, had a good summer living the free agent lifestyle. Good to be back catching the live streams. I love the new Vegas coach. All right, yeah, he says, uh, thanks for everything, and I don't feel guilty for positioning myself for the times ahead. Indeed. All right, what do we got over here? All right, let me get to these. I got to get the, I got to get, I got to get going over here, PayPal and whatnot. Then we got to talk about branding yourself. That hopefully will be 25 minutes. Thanks for being patient. I just had to go off on that just because people don't know. And it's okay. If you don't know, just it's okay. Wow. PayPal is backed up. My goodness. PayPal is really backed up. All right. So bear with me. Okay. My goodness. All right. So shout out to you, brothers, man. I appreciate you guys. And you guys got a lot to say. All right. So we got uh, one brother that has dropped his wallet in here. Uh, we're going to call you Neil Armstrong. He says the population is increasing. Thus, there will be more people for businesses and corporations to make money from. This is the time for you to start your brand, gentlemen. Get your bag and run. We'll do all of yours, brother. And we'll go ahead and give you a round of applause. Indeed. 
So we'll do all of yours. And then he also added, he also added, he says, even though the population is growing, the population is going to collapse in the future. Thanks to the, you know, who they know it's going to happen. Life will be harder and get harder and people will get evicted and start living on the streets. Purge law will be in full effect. And in some places, save yourself, gentlemen. Yes, if you live in a metropolis, it's kind of going to be iffy for you. All right, you kind of got to move a little bit outside and further. We got another brother that dropped the wallet, so I'll get him. He says, Coach, what state is the best to start an LLC? Well, historically, it's been Delaware and Nevada, but um, because they have no state taxes, but that always also changes um, over time because a lot of people do change, right? A lot of states do change and relax their laws so that you can benefit, but those states have typically been good for corporations. All right, don't say you ain't getting free game over here. All right. He also says, uh, hey, uh, Neil Armstrong, I own my own meme page, coach. I have 40,000 followers. The problem is I live in Jamaica, even though I have American followers. I don't get paid for reels. It is what it is. But there's more ways to make money on a meme page. We don't only wait. We don't only own one page. A regular meme page owner has five to 10 pages so he can make five times more money. My page is growing also. So I just have to stay consistent and I can start my business just easy wait there's easy money out there it's a long game though uh, because of the first few months you'll make zero if not the first few years you'll make zero but yeah uh, think about barstool sport, sports how many me how many pages do they have and most of the time they'll swap content from one page to the next and people ask me why I have so many YouTube pages come on man I mean you know put two and two together sometimes you can double up I know a page that they post three times the same content and they'll get a million views on each page. Do the money, do the math. He says, I'm planning to do the same thing like The Rock. I'm going to, it's going to be, wait, I'm going to be starting my own business. I'm going to be taking on sponsor deals for now, but I'll start my own business in the future and stop taking sponsor deals. CGA, you just continue to motivate me with these blue chip mindset streams. Thank you. Okay. Indeed. Indeed, man. These are the times where people are like, you don't know nothing. This is all you talk about. Uh, it's deeper than this. We got two brothers that dropped their wallet. Contributions to the blue chip mindset here. He says, don't say my full name. I got you, man. It's OMG Entertainer. Shout out to you and the coach gang. I study finance and people do not understand the cost of living has always increased. I don't know how they don't understand that. And in the past two years, it has risen at an accelerated rate. Guys, please continue to invest in yourself. Increase your income, earning income potential, and avoid the majority of these women because the economy is financially destroying them. And they will take you with them. God bless you all. Yeah, I I could ill afford, and, and if people really knew and looked at my numbers, I could ill afford a relationship. That person would have to be on my program. Like if she's like, oh, I have a degree and I got a job over here, that would negatively affect me. That would negate from me. The person has to be a part of my business. And it sucks because it's always business for me. But as a social media content creator, it's always business. We're going to get to that when we talk about the brand. It's always business. We can get to the personal later. So if you start seeing me with, I have an idea. I shared it with my money mindset, but it involved two, two females. Now, most normies are going to come over here. See, coach over here simping. But you don't realize this is business now. Same thing with Fresh and Fit. Look at them. And, da, da, da. and I'm like, dude. 
it's business. Business is business. Shout out to uh, Alex. He says, coach. And by the way, that's a sponsorship. It's a major sponsorship. <laughs> coach gang, keep up the good work. The great work. Love the blue chip mindset series. No more ham and eggers. Okay. Yep. Ham and egg mindset is hard to break. Uh, sometimes you take things a little too literally and it's really not that serious. So shout out to um, our brothers that just sponsored. I have to, I have to come back, brothers, 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 brothers. I'd have to come back because PayPal itself is back though, but I appreciate all the support here. Okay. You got to put people to good use. I, I, a woman that comes into my life and that's just going to go to work seven, eight hours, eight, nine hours, come back and then expect me to donate my time back to her. Where she going to lay around and cuddle and watch episodes of stranger things and talk about rehash the same bullshit over and over and, Oh, don't put me on camera. I don't want to be on camera. And are you streaming again? That person, that person is useless to me. Absolutely useless. I can get nothing from that person. That person's going to negate all of my impact. And then oh, you're posting on Instagram again. Do you realize how much it takes me to post on Instagram? I literally do in all of my shorts. I take an hour. I'm giving y'all game. I take an hour. I have my editor send me my shorts. I get them. And then I got to post on 50, 11 sites. <laughs> and then I got to go over here. Boom. Copy and paste. Boom. Go over here. Boom. Go over there. Boom. Go over there. Boom. 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 Then I close the phone. <laughs> That's an hour. I'm not on there scrolling. And, oh, look at this. Look at that. I post on that site. Close it. I close the site, post on that site, close it, post on that site, close it. I'm not sitting there going, what's going on here in the rest of the world? So anyway, I could do way more too. That's the, that's the reason why I don't feel like I'm doing enough because there's always more to do. All right, let's get to the brand building here. There's always more to do. And I'm not trying to get people to go you know, to be hating on this because there's somebody that's going to find some way to angle and hate on this or call it a grift or whatever it is. But me, it's about being consistent. It's about me going, okay, I can do more. I remember, I think it was Monday. I only posted once on Instagram. Now, I normally try to post two or three times, but because I was busy, I think I went to a hockey game afterwards and I had to rush out of the door and it's a little tough to do things on the road. I, you know, um, I felt bad. I was like, damn. <laughs> you know? So building a brand. We talked about The Rock. The Rock, you think The Rock appears on there just because he wants you to see him working out in the gym? You think The Rock wants to be there? <sighs> another workout? No, it's a, money, it's a money game for The Rock. Okay? So when he posts, probably, I think The Rock posts an average of six times a day. I cannot even quantify what that dollar amount is in return to The Rock. I I would probably say it's a million-dollar day per day of him posting it. Why? Because The Rock recognizes brand while you recognize persona. You think he's looking for attention, but The Rock has a brand. And the brand never stops. And he's consistent, and he feeds the beast. And he shows it off, and people, he's endearing. They go, oh, we love you. 
They wait outside two hours to take a picture of the rock. And then he monetizes that by putting it on his site. And then millions of people see how wonderful, who, how wonderful he is of a human being. And he does it, cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. That's called a brand. And you got to be careful when you craft your identity because most of the time it's how you're going to earn. It's going to uh, be your earning potential. Sometimes you can change your, you can change your identity on a social media platform or in your brand. If you go out into the world, this isn't just social media. You go out into the world and the world is introduced to your brand. So if you're careless with your brand, if you're not understanding how people are going to look at you, then you don't realize how powerful you are as an individual. You don't realize the power of one, which is you. You might be concerned about how people are going to look at you. How's my family? How's my race of people going to look at me? You can't be concerned with that. Because people are always measuring you and evaluating you. And you give off impressions. If you own your own brand, you can actually show you show people what you want to see. Now, if if you aren't self-promoting and you're waiting for someone to promote yourself, oftentimes you can't control that. And they only see or they're able to see. I'm sorry, you can't control what they see and they can make any judgments. This is what happens when people expose someone else that's trying to tear down another person's brand. The exposed industry on YouTube is a good revenue industry, but it but it always is hinging on some sort of jealousy. Or it could be trying to see if someone's a fraud. But this always trying to tear someone's brand down. That's why I don't really like exposed videos, not because it does damage to the person. It does damage to the brand. It's not really necessary. You could have done something else with your time as opposed to expose someone because that person wasn't bothering you. They were building, they were busy building their brand. And sure, some people could have got hoodwink and finesse, but that's up to them. I don't know why it's another person's job to do that. And I've never really done an exposed video in that way because I just don't the person often doing the exposed video is often hidden in anonymity. It's an attack. So um, and it's often an unnecessary attack. People can see for themselves and judge for themselves because this is what it is right here. You and your business has seven seconds to make an impression. You got seven seconds to make an impression, despite the fact that you believe people shouldn't judge you based on your gender, your hairstyle, your color, your race, um, and whether you wear earrings as a male, whether you have gauges or gauges in, gauges in your ear, whether you have tattoos. People are always putting, <laughs> I exposed Andrew Tate, yeah. Um, people are always making an impression about you. Let's go ahead and read this, just so you know. This article was more than four years ago. They wanted to let me know this. So be careful how you present yourself. Because people are always judging you, and it doesn't take long, seven seconds. Every entrepreneur knows that the first impression First impressions are important, but you may not know just how little time you actually have to make one. Within the first seven seconds of meeting, people will have a solid impression of who you are. And some research suggests a tenth of a second is all it takes to start determining traits like trustworthiness. Now, a lot of blue pillars, am and eggers, they think that this is wrong. 
It shouldn't be like that. Same thing as resumes somebody just uh, uh, acknowledged. Your name is such, such and such on the resume. Well, that resume name could not work to your advantage. People can ball that up right away. Oh, Tatiana Alicia, no thank you. But if it's Tatiana, you might have a better chance. So why not go by Tatiana? Well, your pride won't let you because you think it's not fair that people make impressions of you within seconds. I'm sorry. That's ham and egger thinking. Well, I want to wear my hair like this and they should like it. I'm sorry. That's ham and egger thinking. See, that's that's like Disney fairy tale thinking. Because in actually humanity, that's not how it works. We make first impressions. Well, because I have tattoos, they shouldn't think I'm X, Y, and Z. I'm sorry. That's not how it works. Now, you have decision and choice over this. You can actually go and wait until everybody figures out we shouldn't judge a book by its cover, or you can make an adjustment based on your brand. I don't know what to tell you. Now, if you choose to wait for everybody else to come along in your fantasy bubble, that's your choice. Me, on the other hand, I'm not going to do it. My name is Greg Adams. <laughs> On my resume, even if my name was not Greg Adams on my resume, what if I change my name to Greg Adams and I use that to introduce myself? What if when I introduce myself to women, I give them a fake name or a name that is not my first and last name so they can't Google me? Is that a brand strategy? Yes, it is. Why? Because I know people will make an impression and they will also do the research. I know this. They're going to look me up on Zillow. They're going to look me up on the internet. They're going to take my phone number and they're going to Google it. I know this. So as a brand, when I do make introductions to people, I might give them a different name or a name closely associated with me, but not the direct name where they can Google me. That is a brand decision because it, number one, protects this brand and it does not allow them to try to ruin my brand or judge me on the other brand. Okay. Now, Asians have seemed to figure this out. Nigerians have seemed to figure this out. <laughs> okay. Nigerians come over being umfufu, but all of a sudden they're Nancy when they're going to get a job. The Asians have figured out how to have an American name. They be fresh off the boat, but their name is some somehow some old white person's name, like Henry or Henrietta or Becky, <laughs> Jessica, Mark, Eddie. They somehow sought to figure this out and said their brand is going to be this to the world, but in real life, they're going to be umfufu. When they go home, they can be all the umfufu they want, but they know initially if they go by their Asian Chinese first name, Yin Yang, it ain't going to work. So it's Henry Wu today. <laughs> that's what it is. And that's what it's going to be because that's their brand. When they go and make the money, that's their brand. When it comes to personal life, we can be whatever we want when it's personal. I can go wear whatever I want. I can cover my tattoos when I have my brand. When I go and I'm chilling and I'm at the football game, I can show all the tattoos I want. But you guys want to merge this and you're too prideful for nothing in order to protect something 
because you want everybody else to change around you. I don't know how much ego that is, but it's dumb to do this. I'm going to hold on to my culture. The Chinese and Asian people don't hold on to their culture. They don't. Not when it comes to making this money, they don't. Because the brand and the money matters. So these arguments about how people shouldn't judge you, well, let's go back and look. <laughs> let's go back and look. Scroll down. You and your business have seven seconds to make a first impression. Once you say, my name is Dontrell Tavius, can you control that? Or are you going to be mad that they made that impression? I can't fault a person for what they do. I have no control over that. I do have control over me. So if I call it, my name is Donnie. Donnie. Donnie's a decent name. Donnie doesn't say anything, but Donnie as a brand could be well. But other people have this culture and they've been able to do it and they've skirted it. They've gone. They've gone past it and they've used their brand. So carefully crafting your identity. Okay. <laughs> what do you want to hold on to? Not everybody's going to agree with this and it's fine, but you can stay broke. But I got dope to sell. All right. You can stay broke by doing what you want to do and pushing your Don Tell Travius name up into the front, making sure you're going to get manager of the year. Probably not going to happen, but you're probably not barely going to get through the door. <laughs> so, but it is what it is. You got to sometimes take control of your brand. All right. A couple more points on this one. Oh, my notes got closed out. You got to play the game. If you don't want to play the game, fine with me. But if you're hungry next month, that's your decision. <laughs> All right. A uh, couple of things on your brand. I had some notes, but they popped off here. Okay, but start re-educating yourself on these things here. Do the do the information, do the economics, do the do the information on building your skill portfolio, building your brand. When you go out into the world, you're representing yourself, and not only that, most of the time you're representing your family. If you want people to make exceptions to the rule based on um, what you did in front of everybody, right in front of everybody's eyesight, and you're scared of the judgment or you're sad that you were judged as such. That's your point. That's that's what you did in the world. But everything you do is a representation of you and people will start looking at you. Are you consistent? Do you show up on time? Do you miss meetings? OK. Are you late? Do you make excuses? These things add up, not only in the seven seconds it took to actually look at you and judge you. Now you're inconsistent. You don't deliver as promised. You're late. And people will still say, oh, I got fired because I was late once. Well, that's all it took because you were actually, your brand was already effed up to begin with. So if your bad brand was bad already and people were already prejudging you and then you tacked on inconsistency, you tacked on not failure to deliver, you tacked on being late, irresponsible, not organizing yourself, mismanaging your time, you tacked that on to the judgment they already had. Guess what? You got fired. And this ain't the economy to get fired in. Let me show you a couple of things here. Let me show you something. Let me show you something. And then you got, you got some people don't want to play the game. It is. Uh, What am I doing here? Oh, shoot. I know what happened. I know what happened. My computer reset. So I lost, I lost the files. So I'm going to have to pull them back up. Bear with me for a second. Um, 
when you're doing it, when you're doing something and there has potential for you to earn income or build a brand, start taking it seriously. These are some of the charts that I share with you. And these are some of the things I do on my off time. Yes, I'm not chasing hoes. <laughs> All right. Let me see if I can share this one. Oh, let me see. It says restore. Okay, I found it. Okay, let me restore. Restore. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, look, check this out. I shared this on my money mindset stream, but I'm going to share it just briefly for you guys. I'm giving y'all some freebies today. Oh, that's not what I want to show you. That's disposable income. Let me stop sharing the screen. This is what I do on my off time. Check this out. So uh, this is a social media production schedule. At one particular point, I saw social media kind of going in a positive direction for me. And I started creating these pages and it got complicated. I couldn't keep track of what I needed to do. So I made this table right here. On what I needed to do, because social media is 24 hours. All right. And uh, it's quite time consuming. So I made this table because I like making tables. And I made this table of the day of the week what I wanted to post on when, what I have to do. I know it seems easy. I, you just think I just jump on here, click the live button and click out and be done the rest of the day. And I go jack off. All right, I don't know what you think, but there's a lot of work done on the back end of this. So I started making this production schedule to go, this is what I need to do on this day so I can keep track of what I'm doing. And as you can see, let me see if I can go to the tab here. I'll give you an example, <laughs> right? So it says right here, stream or what type of video, post type, uh, day of the day of the time of day, post type, what channel? And then what social media posts, how many posts, how many stories, how many of this? And I told you where I got this strategy from. It's from Gary V. Go look it up yourself. Money mindset people gets all this information. All right. Now, you can do this with anything in your life. And then what needs to be done? What needs to be recorded? What do I need to create? What do I need to edit? What do I need to post? How many times do I need to post? What channel? What's happening in the afternoon? Afternoon, this is happening. The live stream on this day, this workout channel is getting this. The evening, what post type, what channel is going here? What all platforms, alternative platforms I need to pay attention to? Remember, everybody, go to Rumble, go to BitChute, go to MGTOW TV, go to this, go to that. What happened to BitChute? Where they at? <laughs> Speaking of BitChute, where they at? But these are all the things, because y'all want me to do over here. Go to this one, go to that one, go to Patreon, go to this and that. And I'm constantly going, okay, I got to keep this shit organized. That's called in paying attention to your brand. So if there's five channels that I've had, Five are monetized. They all need some sort of content. How many times am I going to deliver it? And I have to make sure it's consistent. Because if I deliver it sometimes, and then the next week I don't deliver it, that just ruined my brand. It ruins the brand because it's no longer credible. I used to, on the Coach Greg Adams channel, drop a video at the same time every day. And people would say it in the comment section, Coach Greg Adams, right on time. When I say I'm doing a live stream and I say 8.15, at 8.15, I'm logged on. At least by 8.15, sometimes earlier. What if I started at 9 o'clock and it said 8.15 on the clock? Did I just ruin my brand? I just gave it less credibility. 
because now I started at nine. Sure, sometimes you can get by on that one, and then they'll start saying in the comment section, oh, you late, you never on time, what's going on, we waiting. If you do that over and over again, it could be destructive to your brand unless you just deliver every time you show up. Okay, but over time, people start to have less trustworthiness into you, and I highlighted, highlighted that in the article. I'm a little less trusting of this person. He's wasting my time. She's wasting my time. Okay, so it could work for some people, and some people, this is the whole, Brett Favre did it. Now, some people, it won't harm their brand because their brand is sort of reckless anyway or sort of sometime off the fringe anyway. Some people will hurt your brand, <laughs> right? Some people will say it's CP time. Then if you do something in, in addition to that, then they're going to say, see, I knew something was wrong with that person. Because I showed up at this time and now you did this. Now you're less trustworthy. Now you can do that. You can equate it to social media. Let's equate it to your life. It's the same thing. You are your brand. Someone once called me a selfless or a shameless self-promoter. They said this 20 years ago. Mm. 20 years ago, somebody leveled that charge against me. So if you think what I'm doing is new, it's not. I've always promoted myself. And the question I have to ask for you, for somebody who would say such a ham and egger type thing, Here's the question. Who else is going to promote you? I'll wait. In this world, you ham and eggers going to learn this. If you're waiting for someone to promote you, you're going to be waiting a long time. And by the time they promote you, they're going to promote you how they want to promote you. I once heard this. Never give someone a pen to write the chapters of your own story. Never give someone the pen to write the chapters of your own story. Meaning, why don't you write your own story? Why would you wait for someone else to write the story based on their point of view? You're actually dependent on their point of view. Why don't you write your own story in which I did? I said, before somebody puts out a book on me, I'm going to definitely put out four books on myself before they can put out one book on me. And I'm going to put it in exactly every single word that I want to put. That's called a brand. That's called protecting your brand. I'm going to write my own story before somebody else writes it. Now that if anybody comes on the back end and writes a story about me, I can say, well, that doesn't match the story I wrote about myself. So obviously you must have a clear motive as to try to expose me or discredit me. That's not how you're going to do my brand. So I'm going to I'm going to compare my brand to your brand and it ain't going to match. So these are all pieces of game right here. Yep. This is all pieces of game. I'm trying to give it to you so you guys understand why people do things, what their motives are and so forth. Some of you guys are going about life and you're mixing business and personal. You're missing you're mixing business and personal. Sometimes something's delivered to you and they're framing it as personal, but it's business. You think they're giving you a personal look into their life, but it's a business look. And some people are 100% business, but you taking it personal.
So you can't see the difference between Emmy Yudoka and the dumbass decision he made because you're making it personal. But it was business. Do you see what I'm saying? It was 100% business. The decisions were made on business, but you're trying to make it personal. And this is what a normie or a Hammenegger will do. Everything's personal to them because they never see anything as a brand or a business. They never have business instinct. They never can make things. They say, oh, from a business perspective, they can never do that. Because they only know employee-based plug-in, you tell me what to do, and it's personal. If you get laid off, if you get laid off in the next coming years, which many of us will, it is not personal. The ball, It wasn't that the manager didn't like you. You probably ruined your brand and reputation with the manager. But yeah, it wasn't personal. It was business. Do you see what I'm saying? And there's more business going on per day than there is personal. Okay. Let me give you an example of that. Mostly women that you deal with. If you're in a relationship with a woman, most of her day is business. There's very few personal hours or minutes that she can give you. So if she, you're in a couple's relationship, she goes to work, she leaves her house at 7.30, she's on business time. And she's on business time all the way to 5.36 p.m. I don't know how many hours you can count that is, but that's something like eight, nine, 10 hours. Closing in on 10 hours, somewhat maybe 11 hours. Then she comes home, she takes her bra off through her blouse, she lets her titties hang. She plops on the couch, and it's personal time. Somehow they can separate those. Now, when they're at the job, they're mixing business and personal. But as far as your interactions with her, it ain't been personal yet. You got zero personal time out of her, and you ain't getting more out of that. She's, endear she's endearing herself to her brand related to her business. Now, once she does start to let her hair down, she's going to start to encroach on your business and have you give up your personal time <laughs> to give to her for attention, adoration, or what it is, affection, or whatever it is she's giving it to you. But in terms of what you got of her, out of her in a 24-hour day, you probably got three to four hours worth of personal time, and the rest has been sleep or business. So what matters in this world? All right. Oh, it's all about love. No, it ain't. It could be when you get older and lonelier. But in this world, until you need to stop producing, it's all business. And business never sleeps. The city, it, it never sleeps. Everything is about brand. Everything's about reputation. Everything's about how you're being judged and your identity. And the best way you can do it is control it yourself. Control it yourself or let other people control it. I don't know. People didn't stick around with this. We're at the end of the show. Let's get into these uh, super chats. If a person beefs with you, what do you say? I'm going to say this. If a person says something about your personal life, what do you say? I want you to think about this. This gets you in this thing right here. If a person says something or they share something about you to the world, 
What do you say? See if somebody can get it. I was putting lip glop on. I'll help you guys out. You say, it's, it's none of your, it's none of your, <laughs> it's none of your business. Mind your own business. Get out of my business. None of your business. What? Is it personal? No, it's your business. So get with it. Everything's business. Business is business. Mind your business. None your business. It's not personal. Because then when they try to make it personal, you affecting their business. So it is what it is. All right. So I'll shout out to you brothers here. All right. Billy the Kid says, Coach, you had this saying, you can get in cheap and fast. Oh, yeah. Expensive. Uh, cheap, fast, or expensive, but take a long time do you remember that saying i want to write it down i made it it made so much sense thank you so the saying was there's three things you can do there's three ways you can conduct business or even a social interacting action you can get it cheap fast or expensive or, i'm sorry cheap fast or um cheap fast it's not expensive you can get it cheap you can get it fast. I'm missing it. It's not expensive. Oh, sorry. Quality. Good. Yeah. You can get it cheap, fast, or good. Cheap, fast, or good. Pick two. Cheap, fast, or better. Pick two. You're only getting two. You'll be lucky to get one. Do you want it cheap? Do you want it fast? Or do you want it quality? Pick two. And you're never getting all three. And a lot of women and men in relationships, you want it cheap, fast, and good. No, 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 no. Pick two. <laughs> if you want it fast, if you want it fast, it's gonna be it's gonna be either uh expensive or the quality's gonna be low. You want it good and fast, it's not gonna be cheap. Pick two. If you want it, um, if you want it cheap and good, it's going to be expensive. So that's the other one. If you want it last one, it's going to be, um, if you want it fast and free, it ain't going to be cheap. So it, there's, there's a whole bunch of things. You can move the scenarios around. You want it quality and fast, it's not going to be cheap. Or you want it cheap and fast, it's not going to be good. <laughs> so you guys got you guys got to move those around. Three levels. Pick. Two, most of the time, pick one. Same thing with dating. I want women who are cheap and fast. Well, guess what? It, she's going to be no good. I want women cheap and fast. She's probably less quality. I want women with good qualities, and I want her to give it up fast. Guess what? It ain't going to be cheap. Yep, McDonald's is cheap and fast, but it ain't no good. <laughs> so that's the phrase that we used to talk about over there. That's all you guys got to think about. Uh, let's see here. Man, all right, let me check up on everybody. Shout out to Marriage or Hell No, says CGA, always speaking facts. Get that paper, gents. 
That's the number one. That's what you're going to be judged as, unfortunately. Shout out to the GOAT James. He says, yo, coach, how do I join the money mindset group? Appreciate y'all for asking that. Uh, if you guys wanted to delve in deep, there it is right there. Uh, money mindset, Patreon level, top level, top tier level, $50. Go to pay- Oh, it's not even on there. So uh, let's see here. It's down here, right there. There's the links down there. It's in the description box as well. But uh, that's how you get to those. And if you join now, you get all the replays as well, or as many replays as I posted. Okay. So you can get all of these things. This game on top of game there. Some people have been there for a year. Andrew says, any advice for starting a Mexican tourist YouTube channel? Yep. Get you a camera and start recording. Nobody going to watch the first few videos anyway. <laughs> so get down there. Go. Are you in Mexico? I hope you're in Mexico. Take your ass down there if you ain't. And if you know the ins and outs and the outs and ins and the ins and outs, start recording. The videos, uh, one thing about YouTube content, you don't have to put everything in one video. Now, I do long streams, and that's because, number one, I'm able to do it. Number two, it uh, the way I've been, my monetization works, I have to do long videos, okay? Because I've been so much either beaten down by competitors or YouTube themselves and squashed and put. So the only way it is even worthy for me is to do it. For me to put out short videos is actually free. I get no back-end payments from YouTube. All right, which is a, is a for me, it actually changes my business strategy. I'm like, well, shit, I ain't going to do work for free. <laughs> All right. So I have to figure out ways to do it and survive. And I've had to evolve constantly because of that. And most of it initially was because of um, mostly competitors were the first ones to bring it down. And some of these people you think, why don't you do collabs with them? I'll never even speak to that person ever again in my life. Knowing what they did, you know what I mean? Knowing what it came to. Most of y'all be uh, getting personal. Y'all take it personal when you go to another content creator and you make it harder for that person to create content or make it harder for them economically. Well, that's messing up a person's business. And if a person's responsible for that, that could get to fisticuffs. There ain't never going to be no collab. This is a this is a this is a money issue we have. We have an issue with somebody messing with another person's money. Okay, ain't never going to be no sit down. Ain't going to be no powwow. Ain't going to be nothing. All right, shout out to uh, Noel Rusted Junk says, Coach, I have a saying that I ask myself weekly that I learned from my general manager back when I sold Mercedes and Porsches in St. Louis. He says, what can I do to stay competitive? You should always be thinking that, and the times will change. All right, we're almost done here. Uh, We got quite a few on the PayPal, so I appreciate Uh, y'all. And I got to wait because I can't say government names. Thoughts on vasectomy. I'm turning 27, never believed in marriage. Still got married at 22, had two daughters, which I have full custody of. Things worked out in my favor. I took advantage of the situation, got divorced. You lost a little bit of money. Now she has to pay me child support, but of course she doesn't. Um, I have turned things around financially in the last two years. I definitely don't want any more kids or baby drama. We all know how it ends. Um, if you want to get a vasectomy, get a vasectomy. If you want to wear condoms, wear condoms. But uh, just know that it only takes one nut to change your life. So you can say you don't want to get nobody pregnant, but if you ejaculate in her, she gets pregnant. <laughs> your whole life is messed up. 
Mr. Um, this is, um, I think it's uh, Grease Man, Texas. He says, another internet crash coach. He says, but as Anthony Brian Logan says, don't blame me, blame the white man. Yes, indeed. Yes. New, 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 new world order. It's mostly my computer. Because it just, because I have all those tabs open and it's just not good. All right. It, it ends up keeping the memory and then I start clicking on stuff. Uh, shout out to. No, this is the Jimmy ZTT. He says, spot on about NWO money set up. Cash money is now evil. If you're doing cash transaction, you cannot hide it. Or you can hide it if you're doing it from the powers that be and not pay taxes on sales. Now good, no, now good, be a good customer. He says, now go be a good customer. Use your cards and ignore how easily we can track what you buy. He says, see how much you're willing to spend on items and or freeze out or lock out the accounts of people we don't like. Also, kind of sus that people hate on Nova's videos, but think OnlyFans is actually good work. Shout out to the private investigators and the new crash cash order uh, coming down the pike. Yeah, I think, again, a lot of people are thinking always emotionally, and they kind of want to always make that tie, and they're never thinking long range. I never, I, it ever to me, it's, I don't get it. But again, that's them. No government name says been being wealthy, incredible shape, skilled and skillful and having submission from a woman is a privilege more than a right. This envy could stem from less privileged people. He says, I think the only rights are learning and living. So we should use our giving given rights to be privileged, but privilege privileges are rights that can be revoked. All right. This is the same as the people in the mindset that say we should be able to do this and we should be able to do that. Guys, it ain't never happening. Okay, you guys got to earn privileges, and it is what it is. All right. Sizzo, did I get you, brother? Boy, we got like, I got a couple of these, so bear with me. Sizzo says the blue chip mindset. I'm in Florida, staying safe during the hurricane. Ian, three-hour live stream, let's go. These Mitch Ninjas don't know how uh, that they need to be three steps ahead. That's the whole idea of the free agent lifestyle. The whole idea. Try to free yourself as much as possible. And the most people that will interfere with you are people that, watch you claim to support you um or at least they're getting free education and information then they see you doing this and then they're like oh let's throw a monkey wrench in that that's all personal sau this is no time to flex coach even if you have money you have to look broke yes people are broke and hungry and desperate my business is doing good and i look broke as f i don't go to fancy restaurants or high-end bars people are on their last leg trying to defend the lifestyle and persona they portray that goes for PNB Rock um, or whatever, if it's a setup or not. People are in dire straits, so I'm not flexing in front of many people. I try not to. No government name. The last pro black here. Shout out to the coach gang. If anyone doubts the power of YouTube streamers, remind them of that do perfect. Started as a grown man doing trick shots. Now they are uh, building a new $100 million headquarters all off of videos. Salute. And let me tell you about Dude Perfect. I've been studying them for years. Dude Perfect started off in the living room doing trick shots with two dudes. Now there's five or six of them. And um, they went on a tour, a stadium to arena tour in front of kids. And they, most of them have wives. Now, do their wives say you guys are losers? I want you to ask you that. Most of them have loser, uh, wives. Do those wives say these do perfect dudes are losers. They make money off YouTube. I'll wait. 
<laughs> I'll wait. They baited it a business. And this is one of the crutches of the community. Y'all got you guys will never get this. And this is why you get your stuff stolen. Oh, the Puerto Rican stole it, and the Jamaican stole it, and the white man stole our music. Odds obvious enough, you never see when it's time to monetize something. This has been the Achilles heels of the community ever since. Not only that, dude perfect is taking basketball from you and monetized it like crazy, but you guys can never figure it out. Until it's too late, until somebody else has monetized it. Oh, they stole. No, they didn't. <laughs> they literally monetized it where you failed. Because, oh, we shouldn't be monetizing this. And it ain't cool to monetize this. And I don't want to grift. I don't want to look like I'm desperate. I don't want to look like I need. Meanwhile, the mindset of people and the women, your women, your women in the community are, they're the last, they're the last bastion of you finding that success. They're gonna, they're gonna um throw a monkey wrench in your whole program. And it's not just really sisters, there's a lot of people in general that do this. Okay. They'll throw a monkey wrench in your whole program as you're monetizing it. And they never figure out, oh shit, he on the monetizing shit. Okay, let's let me help. Let me help. Nope. They see you making money and they throw a monkey wrench in it. I swear to God. Man, I swear. Shout out to Jeremiah Franz starting a Red Pill small business infusion channel with daily videos and monthly one and a half, uh, one to two hour videos, getting a MacBook with Final Cut Pro. Is that what you suggest? If you don't mind, what equipment are you working with? Thank you for taking the time to educate us. Yes, thank you, sir, for being here. You doubled up. That's a co-sponsorship. And of course, we're at the end of the show and people aren't going to catch this. But I say um, you need to learn how to edit and edit swiftly. With good machinery. Yes. Yes. Final Cut Pro. Get, your equipment is everything. Okay. As you can see, I get my stuff, my show pop off every now and then because the equipment can't keep up with the technology. All right. Study nonverbal micro expressions. We all sense them. Most do not know that they are consciously identifying. He says, I use it in my own business every single day, especially if I'm working to sell multi-thousand dollar estimates. It's not disingenuous to work on not exposing yourself if the sales is ethical while also reading your customer's true feelings on comfort. Women are even easier. It is. It takes multi-seconds before people reply to what you just said or did. And it's the difference between eating and not eating. We're getting closer. Thanks for sticking around. We got three more. We got a couple more. SAU. We have a saying in Spanish, el, Q, el que cala or torga. In English, silence is consent. He says, meaning what you say. He says, meaning what you say, don't give people the opportunity to define yourself because they will define you in their eyes. Push your name or brand by yourself how you want. And if people don't like it, here's the phone number one more time. 1-900-EAT-SHIT. That is the phone number to reach if you don't like what a person's doing. All right. And he says, how do I get a coaching call? Go to uh, clarity.fm backslash Greg Adams, right? Unless a person's feeding you, they have no impact and they can support you or not. Shout out to Frames Bond says, great advice. All right, man, we are wrapping it up. Thank you, sir. 
Jack Vendetta, last one. Shout out to my favorite African-American over here. Oh, look at my African-American over here. Look at him. Are you the greatest? You know what I'm talking about? All right. Yes. And the competition is steep, but there's never enough. There's a window open for you right now, and the window can close at any time. Shout out to James Ghost J. Says, good, cheap, or fast. Thanks, Coach. You either can get it good, you can get it cheap, or you can get it fast. But you got to pick two. You're never going to get it all. And if you're waiting for somebody to give it at all, uh, give it all to you, good, cheap, and fast. Mm. Nope. All right, man, dude, three hours and 15 minutes. That means today we're going to go big time short in the afternoon. Shout out to the coach gang. Appreciate y'all for being here. Thanks for the support. Blue chip mindset all the way. And we out of here, brothers. I looked Peace. at it as I have an ATM between my legs and I just, I'm just using it. All I got to do is put my card in and that's it. And put the pin number and boom, money just comes right out.